0: polarized podcast if you're returning glad to have you back uh hey everybody this is the polarized podcast this is a podcast about polarizing movies polarizing movies in the sense of rotten tomato scores sometimes critics love it sometimes audiences don't like it or vice versa and those are the movies that we get into on this podcast i'm excited to get back into the swing of things if anybody's been listening out there It's been uh, the last couple of apps, you know, we call ourselves the forever guests, uh, the hosts of this show, because, you know, we don't want to take all the glory or we want to kind of, you know, that title could be a little bit too uh, overbearing. But uh, yeah, we haven't been uh, starting this podcast in a while. And you know what? It's kind of glad to be back in the driver's seat a little bit, you know, get to the Get at the top of it, talk about what this is about, get right into it. Not to say that the people who introduced it didn't, you know, didn't do that, but it's it's nice to just, I don't know, it's nice to be back. Uh, we had a spooky month, uh, our Spooktoberfest. If you haven't listened, go check those uh, episodes out. We had a couple Halloween episodes of great movies too, really wonderful stuff. But I digress. My name is Brandon, and I would like to introduce now... My other forever guest, Mr. James Lindsay. How's it going?
1: Yes. Hello. Uh, I am. I am back. We're, we're, uh, we're back with the polarized podcast, mm-hmm. the podcast for all your polarizing movie needs. Brandini yes. in the, in the driver's seat. El, uh, El Captain Brandini. El Capitano. El Capitano. Yeah. I like how we both have become forever guests. Cause we did have our, our, uh, our actual yeah. guests uh, introducing episodes for a period of time there. Cause we just like to make them do our work for us, but that, that that made us both become guests on our own podcast. That makes that makes me happy. We can- It was
0: really wonderful. Yeah. It was fun to yeah, to just because I don't like inter introducing the podcast is always I don't know. It's a little daunting. It's always hard to like get in the groove of it. Even now I feel like, yeah, I still haven't even gotten it down. I feel like I'm, you know, putting things in certain places and whatnot. But it was I, I don't know what exactly was the start of like why we opted to let our guests for the month of October introduced them the podcast but I don't know it was kind of a fun little switch up we just ran with who was the first one to do it, it was, was it Matt it was, was Matt it before right before that I think it was Matt uh Pat and he's Frisky just,
1: he's just a good public speaker and I think we've had a few good public speakers because Christian did it as well and yeah, he's and like Danny, an excellent Danny public Burns. speaker and and I mean Sir Daniel of uh <laughs> Daniel Sir Daniel of uh you know he created our namesake of our fan base <laughs> or our, our polar bears out there. <laughs> you know, you got to call him out uh, every up. We try to, but all, all mm-hmm. just excellent uh, speakers in their own right. I mean, Danny himself, Sir Daniel uh, Fanny Burge, uh, is actually starting a podcast of his own from my understanding. So it makes sense yeah. to, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're putting him through the ringer. We're kind of hazing him a <laughs> yeah. bit because we're just such big podcasters ourselves. We're it kind of felt like that for everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just like, hey, welcome to you know, thanks for taking the time. Okay, so now you're gonna have to do some work.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it <laughs> really out just like even even in that episode, we really did end up becoming guests on our own. Podcast oh, totally. <laughs> that became the the Danny is going to tell you why Malignant is the like the best movie ever made, and I'm oh, glad that I, I I I bared witness to uh to such an occasion. But yeah, we, yeah, we did, we did that. Too. We did like a two episode Robin Williams thing that we, the, the second of which <laughs> was lost to time as with the sweetest thing and the mm-hmm. Uncharted 1 episode. <laughs> That's what we like to call it. I should, yeah, there, the, the episode out there is we should just call it Uncharted 2 and not explain why. Oh
0: um, my God. Yeah,
1: totally. But yeah, this time, you know, we're, we're coming with something fresh, something that it like just came out. That uh, just dropped on HBO Max, like today, the day that we're recording this, I think, or yesterday. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I had I no idea. Like I might bought it. A, you, yeah, I know. I feel bad because, like, I kind of. I bought it. I like, yeah. was like, Brandon, I need some time before we record. And then sure enough, right when I decided to watch, I'm like, oh, this just dropped on HBO Max.
0: Hmm, that's so funny oh <laughs> i mean you know what in all honesty i'm glad that i own this movie because yeah. it is just it for better or for worse and we'll definitely get into it but this movie is worth talking about yeah. because there's not too many movies like it and then also too and and i'll and i'll run us through this uh once we introduce our guest and you know what and i'll and i'll say the score as well so again we're doing don't worry darling this just came out this year most people i'm sure if they haven't seen it they know about the The drama of it, the score for Rotten Tomatoes is a 39 percent critics, 74 percent audience score. So definitely in our wheelhouse, a pretty nice disparity. And I and it makes sense, really, um, for uh, the things I'm sure we'll uh, we'll point out. But. Yeah, this is um, I don't know. I was thinking about it coming out of the Halloween stuff and needed like. Kind of a palate cleanser or just something where you, you know, something definitely I thought was going to be different, but I really had no idea that this was also going to be kind of like this, um, a horror in movie in some ways as well. Yeah, which it was, is kind uh, of like
1: a nice transition almost. And a, I, I think it, like soft landing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, like a modern movie is kind of like the perfect palate cleanser because sometimes you'll do these like just iconically polarizing movies from way back when or whatever, not that not way back when, but ones that are just like recognized as polarizing. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone knows they are, everyone kind of knows about them. And then here's something new that is polarizing for more reasons than one. Things yeah. that don't even have to do with the fucking movie, which you know, I'm, I'm not sure how much we'll we'll get into, but it's almost. Oh, I'll
0: outline I'll the whole drama it, it, before we fully launch into it. I got it right
1: here. Okay, great. We'll we'll do that after we introduce our guests. Yeah. But yeah, it's Absolutely. like it's it's uh, something that is fascinating. Where there are certain movies that we could pluck out of even movies we've done already or movies that we've yet to do, where scores are could even be. Um, Influenced by some of that stuff. I'm not necessarily saying this is, but yeah, that oh, definitely no, totally. exists with the scoring system where it's arbitrary sometimes the reasoning as to why people might rate things a certain way. Um, yeah. I think Haywire absolutely. was our last one, or like Knock Down the House, which was like a political documentary, which maybe makes more sense, but Haywire was kind of like a condemnation of the leading uh, star actress. actress of that movie. Uh, post-mortem mm-hmm. of of that movie. Not mortem, but like post after that movie had come out and years later, people went back to Rotten Tomatoes to review it. But all that mm-hmm. aside, this is a new thing. People are divided on it. Uh, and it's cool to be part of, even in a small way of the conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. No,
0: totally. So yeah, to introduce our guest so we can get into it. We're uh, turning back to the pod. Glad to have her for this discussion. This is going to be wonderful. Always great to have her. Miss Cara, how's it going?
2: Hello. Hi. Glad to be back. Hey, Hello. yeah. Hello. Especially for this one.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that because James <laughs> said that he, yeah, wanted to be on it for this one. And that makes me so ex- excited because I was telling James, well, we just, I just went to a wedding with um, friends of ours. And I was talking the girl's ear off about this movie because uh, this movie is really interesting. Um In the sense that it is by a female director, it deals with, uh, it, it has a very like comes from the uh, like the female perspective on how these things would go down or like the, are so much of it is like she, Florence Pugh is the leading actress. And I just to get a persp- like to get a female perspective on this is going to be really wonderful because I think there are some really interesting things to talk about when it comes to like how sex is portrayed, how relationships are portrayed, how just overall like dynamics in in uh, or like sociological hierarchies, if you will because Mm -hmm. whether it's well yeah uh, so i'm so glad you brought that up because don't worry darling takes on a totally new meaning once you watch it because it really Mm -hmm. oh i'm like oh the name of this movie is really another way to like as a gaslighting term if you will Mm -hmm. right yeah and i again i just had no idea i just assumed that um it could be you know maybe more related to the plot or something along those lines and it was just um more of like a stylized title for a movie but yeah really um it really means
1: something can you imagine you- if they said it or like that was like the last line or something like uh, that like i, I was just i was there were certain pregnant pauses where i was wondering I'm like what if they just dropped that in like a very cheeky way that would just <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: ruined they never myths. said that line right no thank god no, like, never yeah. came up yeah. Thank
1: god yeah or thank like god. Her, if her name was darlene or something like
0: i don't know right but let's oh my
1: god <laughs> don't worry be darlene. So darling
0: <laughs> 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 could you imagine um yeah so this movie um you know what i'm gonna run through the drama let's yeah. get into it because i mean because that's so a big part I mean, how, of how part. aware I,
1: of you're pretty aware of some of the drama going into this cara or was it uh, uh how, did, how much like, did that like influence your bef- before yes. you even get into like how much did that yes knowledge much. of the drama like influence you for good or bad your want or desire to see the movie at all was it like did it was it like oh i want to see it more or like oh that's annoying i would Rather that not be the. I still
2: don't fully know the drama. Like I just know little parts of it, and like I don't really care to know. I mean, I'm curious to know now, like now that we're talking about it. But I didn't really seek it out beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess that did like influence the fact that like I was like, oh, I kind of want to see what this movie is about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not like. I, I don't think the you. drama really plays yeah. into any of this. It wasn't this a stuff, contributing really. factor at all. Like in yeah. wanting yeah. to see it at all. Yeah. It just like got the, the name out there for me and like mm-hmm. the movie and like the actors and stuff. But mm-hmm. other than yeah. that, no. And I, I, it's funny. I don't really watch like trailers, so I didn't even know what to really expect, but like because of the drama coming out, I like heard about it from other people, I guess like what mm-hmm. the movie was about more. So yeah. But.
0: Totally. I mean, yeah, I feel like the drama was forced on me to a degree because I, I don't care. Like I kind of have the same sentiment that you have is where I don't really care as much about that. And it mm-hmm. kind of makes me a little bit upset that. The drama was such a integral part of the release of this and the uh, the just kind of like public dis- uh, discourse about this movie has to do with the drama, because there are points of the drama that we're worth calling out from just overall, like maybe condemnation for way people act and, you know, kind of like a self-regulatory thing where we're like, oh, well, these people are acting shitty and we're making fun of them kind of like, you know, to like, oh, here's a bunch of um, really good looking people embroiled in bullshit drama. And then we have to hear the fallout of it. And it's almost forced upon us because it's just, that's how social media works. I mean, I'm a TikTok, uh, user and it, when it was going on, it was just everywhere. It mm-hmm. was every other TikTok is, you know, talking about the drama as it's unfolding. It was also just coming up in, you know, just, uh, conversations because yeah, again, it's, um, that's just the world we live in where it is, uh, something to sink your teeth into if you want to. And it, uh, puts itself out there pretty easily and almost forces you to pay attention when, um, yeah, I don't know. We all put weight on it and everybody, yeah, just.
2: yeah. And, and at the end of it. the day, like we'll never really know the truth. And I think that's where it kind of like, like I could research yeah. this and like talk to people about it, but we'll never really know what really happened. We don't even know these people. So then it kind of just is like, it feels pointless for me to like get into all of it. Cause it's like, I don't yeah, know, so.
0: I'll briefly outline the drama but I agree with you that there's also varying like a, a bunch of uh, so many publications uh you know commented on it I mean I have people magazine up here because they did the best job of outlining <laughs> dates and uh, and highlighting oh uh, events every every step of the way as it went through Jeez. and um But it's just, it was so interesting because it would, certain things would vary or be left out from publication to publication. So I'll just Mm -hmm. give like a brief overview of really more so of like, I won't get too much into the specifics of it because that's obviously where certain things differ from, you know, uh, yeah, uh, accounts, but, um, yeah. I think it's just overall worth talking about because that's part. Yeah. yeah and I think, again, and I think right, as well, like worse, it's, it's getting, part of this movie.
1: getting it out of the way early, I think is, is good too. We can just kind of mm-hmm. like talk about some of this stuff and then, yeah, maybe move past mm-hmm. and then move past it and get into the actual movie and everything. But um, yeah, I don't think yeah. we'd be doing our job if we didn't get into some of it. It's polarizing yeah. stuff. This, I, this, uh, background yeah. backstory.
2: I do have to say if there was like a behind the scenes, like documentary or something about all of this, then I would watch it because mm-hmm. it sounds like it'd be a fun watch, but I'm not someone who's going to like go scroll through like the internet or like social media to like dig up you know, the facts or like the, the stories, sure. but like if it was all put together in a nice little package, like how you're saying with the people magazine, having like the timeline yeah. of it, I'd be kind of interested, you know, mm-hmm. in that sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. So let me, let me get into it. So this, um, the bidding war for this movie started in 2019. It's really when this was getting put together. Um, so, uh, a lot of studios were really interested in this script. Um, the new line was the eventual winner of the uh, bidding war
1: to get the script, and then uh, was it? It's Wild- New Line Cinema. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, mm-hmm. I, that's when's the last? Do they? They don't make many movies. I feel like anymore. I don't know. I feel like the last oh, time it was like yeah. they, they do like. A, oh, do they? Well, they're just
0: like a subsidiary of larger Like Time Warner or something? Exactly, Yes. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like focus or spotlight or all of those things. I just always,
1: I get excited because of Lord of the Rings. When I see that come up, I'm like, oh, it's a Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. situation. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh <laughs> oh
3: my god
0: <laughs> that's that's how you sound when you full hear about lord full of a toque. um so yeah so uh while so a new line similar cinema uh won the bidding war for the script uh wild was attached to this because uh She was guaranteed from New Line that it was going to get a theatrical release. So let's just, you know, put frame things in context a bit is July 2019. So we're talking about pandemic. Uh, So really, you know, her it was a smart choice on her part. She turned down apparently larger projects. Uh, This would have been her second directorial debut or this is Um, she had made a previously a comedy. It's escaping me off the top of my head, but it was really well received. Uh,
1: Book smart. It's essentially uh, super bad. With um with, with, yep. with little girl with like girls in uh like middle school, high school, kind of high, mm-hmm. high school. High school, yeah, kind of similar school? similar to uh super bad.
0: Totally. So uh second outing for her.
1: Um it's good. It's really yeah. good. I remember yeah, joining a lot. I, uh,
0: I've heard that it's really good and I'll have to check it out because, yeah, I'll just interject real quick and say that there's a lot visually and directory directorially that I do enjoy about this because I think she picked, um, you know, she picked good people to work with. And this film looked good in a lot of ways. And there was a lot of things going on with the camera that was exciting and and so on. So, yeah. um, So wild is uh, but she was also going to star in this. Uh, She was going to be the Florence Pugh role, but what ended up happening is, is that uh, she shifted gears and I don't know where that pressure came from if there was a ton of it, but I think it's just, if you're being the star of the movie and also directing the movie, I think there was probably some kind of um, like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't be the star of this. Obviously she's in it and she's in it in a pretty decent capacity. So, um, but I was watching the behind the scenes as well. And uh, Olivia Wilde, like while she was acting, or before she started acting, like in the process of that, she was uh, like an assistant to a casting director. And in the, she just made a point of she really loves casting, which is oh, just wow. so fascinating because the casting of this is really where the drama lies so she cast florence Pugh yeah. because i because florence pew rocks like you know yeah. i i am yeah. i am 100 percent on board with whatever she's doing because
1: yeah i mean god that casting I, comment kind of blows my mind a little bit <laughs> of her picking of her picking harry and like like oh i really like casting i'm like wow <laughs> you know how to pick them yeah i don't know this is where I start to commentate on the, on the drama and everything I start to like, Brian,
3: ooh,
0: ooh. because, okay, so Florence Pugh's the star of it. And then, um, so Olivia talked about what, and I think there was pressure, they not pressures, but there was conversation that happened with the writer, writers as well. There's like two or three writers on this. um, And they were talking about like, who was going to play the husband role and olivia wilde wanted harry styles but i but there was you know he had some obligations with touring that ended up getting canceled which is why he was able to do this movie but there was also uh, accounts of people talking about how harry styles is like almost too good looking and you know we'll get into what happens towards the end of the second act of this movie well
1: that's like third the, act. it goes all the way to the third act is when they, find, they act. finally re- the actually act. reveal sorry. anything yeah
0: the third act and how there is a dressing down of him and how there is like where they end up be like coming from if you will um would require somebody that wasn't as like a pretty boy good looking kind of had that attitude and that's why you could get a sense that sh- like Shia LaBeouf in Harry, like the real world version of him makes sense as to like, just his attitude, his look, everything makes sense. Why he would do the things that hair, like that character ends up doing. Um, So yeah, nonetheless, Olivia Wilde loves casting. She casts all stars in this where we got Florence Pugh. We got um, Shia LaBeouf, Chris Pine. uh, It was
2: like, creepy to see Harry Styles in the third act, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I like Yeah. Totally. I'm I'm really happy with the casting because you know like like you were saying Shia LaBeouf would have been perfect for that but to see someone not ex like to not expect to see someone hmm. in in the third act be like that it was kind of cool.
0: Yeah because I because of who what Harry Styles looks like and the energy he brings you get a sense of this like kind of um this cowardice mm-hmm. as to what he's doing that i think shia labeouf would have been more like sadistic yeah. almost, you know yeah. Yeah. angry and frustrated mm-hmm. in, a, in a different way than and more like, Harry more like
1: the, contro- <laughs> the controlling side would maybe come out a bit more
0: mm-hmm. that as well because yeah um on face value, that's really not the energy that Harry Styles brings. He just God so much of his his uh, persona now is tied up into videos of his concerts where he's just like, you know, being really sweet to fans, being so engaging, being so affable and lovable. He's got a great sense of style, which his style is really the big thing sense of Harry style of I'm, style? I'm, sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, low hanging, yeah. low, low hanging, <laughs> hanging for you. but yeah so i mean and Uh -uh. even on casting this is just a side note but this is something that i've started to take note of every single time i watch a movie is how often casting is done by this person called allison jones
2: yes my girl
1: (laughs) almost every single movie you see if you like say for credits like oh I feel like nine times out of 10 it's Allison Jones is, is casting by Allison Jones was, and she, I don't know. She just knows everybody. She seems like she's the nexus of Hollywood of where it's like, you need somebody you call Allison Jones. And I know nothing about this person, but I've just seen her name everywhere.
0: Her phone ring off the hook 24 yeah.
1: seven big time. Like
0: it just ne- never stops, you know? Um,
1: that's interesting i'll pay attention to that because yeah uh, once I, you I, once you know like you can't stop seeing it
0: mm-hmm. that's the wonderful thing about art and getting more into it and we we you know do get into it definitely on this podcast about these the pieces putting together the pieces a little bit of you know the inner workings of like what we think it. you know a lot of it is just our opinion and don't get too much into the specifics of it but yeah like You know, the visuals of this movie, the looks of this movie, the casting of this movie, those people all are, um, yeah, go on to do other projects and you could just follow them. It's like we're big music fans and, you know, it's like following a producer instead of a recording artist. Like you just see you're able to get a, a sense, a different sense of like what a project is going to be like, or what, you know, um, a little bit more context as to why things are being put together in this way or being presented in this way. And yeah, casting. I, have in this to
2: say, I so I work in film and TV. Um, and I just have to say that once I am working with Allison Jones, I will know I have made it.
1: Oh, please <laughs> let me know. Oh my God be like if that
2: uh, if that ever comes allison jones is calling
1: oh my god i will know that i've made it (laughs) (laughs) she called me up i'm in her phone
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i wonder what her what her introduction on a phone is like
1: <laughs> I'm just imagining, I, I'm like, imagining nick a nick fury type situation or like kara honey how's it going you know just very like <laughs> hey babe hey you, i've heard you've been doing well you uh you worked on that barbarian movie oh very very nice <laughs> you, you got to come visit me in milan <laughs> <laughs> be here in two shakes of a persian kitten <laughs> don't don't make a out. fuss doll <laughs> don't oh, worry dude, darling what if they called dude, it don't yeah, make right. a fuss doll <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i think that's a good that's a good secondary option that's i don't a, know
0: that's a, yeah that's a <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey have you heard that new beach boy song it's called <laughs> don't make a fuss doll <laughs> it's great <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's very it's very much like the the be my baby of of our generation
4: <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: uh, anyways uh, okay oh uh,
0: um harry styles so uh so okay i the like sh-
1: him in dunkirk he's he's good in dunkirk carry he's on he's
0: good in dunkirk and uh the policeman just came out and that's about him playing a gay cop in the 50s or something like that does he um, have an
1: American accent? Because I'm not sure that. I mean, that's can, something we got to get into as well.
0: I'm glad that they mentioned that he's British because there's like when he's like Did signing they up mention for the it? Vitri- Yeah. Okay, when he's signing up for the God. victory, they're like, you know, British origin. But, you okay. know, something. Okay. I missed that. That's too. fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: Whatever. I can move past it.
0: I mean, but, you know, speaking of accents, cause yeah, he just doesn't really, he doesn't have, yeah, he's not very good at that, but my God, Florence Pugh sounds like an American woman and yeah. she, has, yeah. she has a pretty like, you know, noticeable British accent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always you-
2: shocking when I like hear her in real life interviews and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're British. I forgot yeah. about
0: that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's very shocking. Cause she's so mm-hmm. damn good at that American mm-hmm. accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, She just also has like a very American energy about her. Oh, yeah.
2: She does feel very American.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like somebody that grew up in California or
1: something like that. Yeah, Yeah, big time. Like you'd see her on the slopes. She looks like she she would snowboard or something.
0: Yeah, because I don't know. Yeah, just her overall look. Like she's got that sun-kissed skin. Um, It's also great that she's not like, yeah, I don't know. She's conventionally good looking in certain ways but in others not she just has like she bridges the gap really well visually of like Mm -hmm. being a normal person and you're not like you can like you can oscillate between that's a fucking movie star and oh that's just a normal person like living Mm -hmm. and breathing that role which is really yeah yeah, something to her uh, credit again and I I, yeah I don't think I could give enough credit to her because I think a lot of the Reason this movie works is because of what she's absolutely bringing Yeah. She's window. so
2: mesmerizing. Like she's so mesmerizing. I love looking at she has like big eyes and I love like looking at her facial expressions and she's so intriguing. But then I also see her and I'm like, wow, I feel like I could like she's like me. Like I could be on the screen. Like it doesn't yeah. feel intimidating. Like she doesn't feel so far removed from like what I look like, but she's still so intriguing and like wonderful to look at too. So it's It's nice how you said she, she bridges that gap.
1: Her yeah. facial expressions are just so insanely good. I, I don't know.' I, it's just how it she's able sense. to work just a close up of of just her face and and portray a multitude of emotions i I, I think was evident, obviously in in midsummer. so to to mm. see her kind of go through uh, a, a a fall, like a losing her mind sort of sort of movie some of my I don't know those are some of my favorite movies like a uh, like Leo DiCaprio I've mentioned like a lot of you know his movies is just him like slowly degrading as a person mm. and something about those kind of movies <laughs> I don't know why maybe that says more about me than anything but those movies like entertain me of just like the, the world like beating them down kind of
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Cause they're so, they're able to react so well to the situation. It doesn't feel at all put on Mm -hmm. or like you're trying to necessarily fulfill, like you're not, you're not achieving or like, um, it, yeah, it, it just it, it seems like almost like an improv thing where are leaning more towards that is in my mind of you're more so reacting to what yes. is happening to you rather than I need to get to this point. Mm-hmm. It's like the things are going to happen to me because I'm getting set in the situation and things are happening to me because I'm in a movie. And then it's really so much more about being present and really just reacting to Absolutely. things rather than like. Yeah, oh, I need to say this thing or I need to convey this, you know, emotion or whatever. It's like, if I just react naturally to what's being told to me, then it's. Like accomplishing that, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I bring up the improv thing. Because if you're like thinking in advance of like, how can I be funny? Then you're losing. Really, you should just be like, well, I'm going to just say something funny if you say something funny or like react to it mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense. And it can be funny. And it just, I don't know, even like, in you know, where huge Leslie Nielsen stands. And it's like, that's another <laughs> example of just, even, you don't even have to be funny. You just like, In his situation, normally he just reacts exactly how you would react, but obviously the situation around him is insane. So just him reacting normally to the situation is hysterical. And yeah, those are uh, – yeah, some of the best – you know, so, some of the most enjoyable things to watch on screen is somebody naturally react to a situation because it really allows you to emotionally connect with the performance in the movie as opposed to like it being too put on, which there is definitely some times where it feels like Harry Styles is um, is doing that. Um, I'll just go and say that a little bit. Um, it, his performance for me was a little uneven. Um, there were yeah. definitely things that I liked, but you could kind of, to me, I, I almost felt like you probably had to do a couple takes, and eventually would get to something. But you could almost see those mistakes like weighing on him, or like being brought into the scene that ends up in the movie. And yeah, there's just like sometimes, like my favorite, not to, I, I want to get through this drama, but. You know, just to make the point, is like, I think he's at his best at that uh, party scene when he's doing his dancing and he's like so in his element because that's like also what he
1: does. So, like it's the like, one where he's you know. on stage. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But
0: that's what he does for a living. So, Nat, so he felt very natural there. So, I mean, you know, say what you, uh, you know, it
2: was like, almost it's- like forgettable to me. Like, I know he was there and he was like present and I could see him, but like, I don't like I can't when you're talking about his acting, it's like I don't even really remember him too much because like Florence just stole the show. Like she I was so focused in on her the whole time that like Harry was just kind of like there to me. I don't know if you guys felt that
1: at all. But Oh oh, no, totally. No, I agree. And I and I think there was space for him to make more of a mark on this movie, is the issue that Mm -hmm. that I think that he should have been more memorable. And I I think you're right. It was kind of forgettable for me and Brandon, if you said like uneven because, yeah, it seemed Mm -hmm. like there were moments where he was maybe a little unsure of what beat to go with. And by the end, it did resort to more of like screaming, like he was just yelling by the end, like when he was mad, he would just yell. And so that Mm -hmm. paired next to or against Florence uh, Pugh or a uh, fucking Chris Pine who fucking slays in this movie oh as well. God, and, then you, and then you see Chris Pine just with amazing. like that reserved like power yeah. and energy of like he just is so subtle in everything that he does but also so con- controlled and purposeful in everything that that's where someone like Harry Styles and what he's doing like kind of sticks out a little bit more yeah. like a, like a sore thumb. And I see why Shia LaBeouf was uh the the other choice because yeah, there are a lot more beats that that make sense to him. But there is something like on screen, obviously that just works so well with Harry Harry Styles, because he just, you know, cuts a striking figure. He looks like somebody that all the outfits are, you know, and I would like to to hear Kara's opinion on the costumes as well, but all the, you know, he he fills out the world mm-hmm. in a in a very realistic way as far as just visually and how, how he looks. But as far as some of his his moments to shine, he doesn't meet what needs to be. But it also works with the
2: story because you know him in real life, I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know if we want to get into spoilers, but him well, you, as you have
1: we um, have to I mean, in,
2: in the real world, he is kind of more submissive and like true. Um so mm-hmm. even though like yeah, I think he could have I mean, I don't know. It kind of worked for me. So maybe I don't take that back. Like it kind of worked that he was kind of in the shadow of Florence a little okay. bit.
0: Yeah. And I would just say that I think that works, too, from the perspective of being centered around how what Florence is doing and coming mm-hmm. from more of a female perspective and valuing that perspective mm-hmm. more because this isn't a movie about Harry Styles. This is a right. movie about Florence Pugh. And obviously, yeah. Olivia Wilde connects way more with that you know, that perspective than with whatever Harry's doing. So.
2: Yeah. And in that sense, it, it kind of worked out for the best. Like Mm -hmm. he, maybe Shia would have stole the show or not stole the show. He would never have stole the show from Florence, but like maybe it is good that he was a little bit more in the background.
1: Yeah. That's, that's totally possible. Yeah. I just, I think even with what he was given, I just thought there could have been more of like a, at least memorable because I think this movie overall is pretty memorable. You've, like yeah. with the twist, or like a good Twilight Zone episode, or a, or a mm-hmm. you know not like like a pretty good M Night Shyamalan movie, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, carry on, Brandon. I think you were at like uh, the casting of Harry Styles, and so this casting goes into Olivia Wilde's uh, relationship status.
0: Well, w- w- the, it also gets into the crux of the drama, which is so. Uh, Shia LaBeouf isn't in this movie he exits the movie and around this time allegations of uh, sexual assault and battery come out from FKA twigs about her relationship with Shia and Olivia Wilde says that Shia was fired from this movie um after those allegations came out after fk twigs was uh you know kind of just putting it out there about how troubled and how terrible of a person shia is and so olivia wilde's like oh yeah we fired him uh even when i uh, said in some uh press junket of like you know the film uh, has a no asshole policy and uh, to that effect but what really shoots the drama off is that Shia then comes with receipts saying, I wasn't fired from this movie. I chose not to be in this movie because as an actor, he really needs a lot of rehearsal time before he does a movie. And this movie with COVID restrictions and just the velocity that it was in production, that there wasn't enough rehearsal time, in his opinion. So he decided that he wasn't going to be in the movie. And then after Olivia Wilde said that he was fired, he went out and went on a little bit of a press junket and said, no, actually, I left. She's lying about this here are all the receipts and then get, put it out there in the universe all of the text messages uh, that he had with Olivia Wilde saying that he what he didn't want to be in the movie because of not the reasons that she said and that really started this whole thing of like oh well that's weird why would you say that she you know he was fired and whatnot and then you really start to think well are you just using these uh allegations from FKA twigs to like jump on it and say, oh, well, I, you know, I support FK Twigs. I fired him when really that wasn't ever the case. And it makes you seem incredibly disingenuous that you are um, bandwagoning on a really heinous and unfortunate situation to what promote your movie to, you know, kind of um, per, uh, put a little bit of spotlight on the production and yourself to say like, oh, look how good of a person you are for standing up to Shia and firing him when that wasn't the case. And so that really just started to snowball because then you're like, well, what kind of person is Olivia Wilde to do this? And then you start to realize that the production of it was then uh, had some weird stuff going on. I mean, the first thing is, is that Harry Styles comes on board and then very soon after, which, you know, she was in, a, uh, she was married to Jason Sudeikis, has two kids with him. And that was not even really fully done yet. And she is being seen as an item with Harry Styles. So then that adds to it. And you're like, wow, what is the deal with this Olivia Wilde person? Like, is she just, you know, full of shit, just putting on a face to just promote this movie of hers? And then, you know, she just, uh, she's, a lo- you know, has a lot, I don't know, is like darker or more self-centered or whatever you'll say. Um, allegedly. And yes, allegedly. But, <laughs> well. You know, what was crazy to watch is that (laughs) Olivia Wilde was uh, doing some speed. She was talking about the movie coming out or whatever. There's a video you can see of she's on stage talking and she gets served divorce papers on stage. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And literally she's talking and then somebody in the crowd is like, hey, Olivia, hey, are you Olivia Wilde? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like waving this thing. And then she's like, picks him. She's like, I guess this is like really a big deal. You know what? I'm going to open it because she thinks this is all some like, oh, she's just got like some, you know, whatever about. Uh,
1: certificate I, of it? being an awesome director or uh,
0: something. A certificate of being an awesome director. Yep. Uh-huh. And then she looks at it and she's like, oh. Okay, well, I'll deal with that later. And then she goes on talking and then uh, yeah, find, find out wow. that she was served divorce papers in the middle of her speech. And yeah, so again, it just uh, kind of, you know, uh, the again, so, like so many times when these things like pop off, if you will, uh, drama wise, it's like. It, it's just all of it's a coma. It just it takes like, it doesn't necessarily take one thing. It takes a couple things to then for people to put things together and usually in the wrong way, but it gives people enough fodder to be like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) And then like really start digging into it. And so, yeah, so you got this lying about uh, Shia getting fired, uh, you know, being an item with Harry Styles while she's like in the midst of a divorce. And Jason
1: Sudeikis is very, very popular right now for Ted Lasso. So he's he's very very much like a household name
0: people really yeah people really like them like i was you know talking to our buddy nick schulte who's been on the podcast like it's one of those things where like if you're hanging out with your parents as a 30 40 20 year old whatever like you're going back to see your parents like you know some dads or families love ted lasso oh yeah very family friendly you know show and it has gotten a lot of awards because it's apparently i haven't seen it because i'm not a big sports guy but apparently it's got it's fun i watched the first season it's fun yeah um, so yeah, uh so right now where we're at is we're in uh 2021. Uh dating rumors confirmed Wild and Siles.
1: <laughs>
0: wild <laughs> and styles. Wow, I just realized Wild Style. Wild
1: Wild
2: Silent, Wy- wild wild silent. Are <laughs> They were meant to be. They were meant to be.
0: They were meant to be.
1: I bet it's he would I bet stars. he like tries on her clothes sometimes. That that's part gotta be fun. They can just like wear each other's clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I'm sure he's just like, can I borrow that boa for tonight,
0: honey? Um, So we're getting close to wrapping on production. And then so again, uh, another thing, you know, kind of back into the receipts that Shia had on the conversations about him leaving. You end up finding out that Olivia also doesn't like has kind of a cantankerous relationship with Florence Pugh and calls her Miss Flo and kind of is a little bit demeaning to her. And like, you know, it makes it seem like Florence is a. Um, a diva. There's and like a video,
1: of, a video message or something that she gives to Shia, a video right? mess- where she, she, yeah, she right. calls, miss, calls her Miss Flo. Yeah. Kind of condescending, it seems like, at least in the video. But allegedly. 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 Allegedly.
0: Um, and so I bring that up to get into the back half of this is that we're, uh, you know, filming raps. We're at, you know, a lot of this really actually, you know, starts um, becoming public discourse as the Venice Film Festival, the films getting shown. And then there are so many memes about the way the cast was interacting and just the overall but the like bite, oh,
1: This is where, this is where it kind of bugs me. This is where the media starts being obnoxious yeah. where mm. they start pin, like pinpointing every little thing that might not even be a fucking thing. And like trying to make right. something out of fucking nothing. And this is where they get obnoxious and annoying about, you know, but it's, it's their job to be obnoxious and annoying, I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah. We got the whole, like, uh, interview where people thought Chris Pine spit and Harry Styles laughed. That, that
1: part specifically um, is fucking stupid because, like, I that clip just looks like so innocuous and whatever, just kind of like maybe just a coincidental turning of of Chris Pine's head down. Or I don't know. It, or they were, it looked like they were <laughs> joking. There was really nothing to it. And then it just makes it such an easy headline to be like, Harry Styles spit. It's on Chris Pine's lap. What has happened to this movie? Like, and this is like the premiere of the movie, so it's I
2: don't know. All this drama is so in line with the movie itself, though. Like with all these like narratives coming out and like, you know, just it's so hard to like speak your truth. And that's yeah. like kind of what like people are gaslighting the situation too, like saying, like, oh, this is actually happening, or this is actually happening, or if like I I don't know much about it, so it's hard for me to really speak on it. But like if, you know, Olivia Wilde were to respond to something, someone's just going to be like, oh, she's just being a bitch or something. I don't Mm. know. It just seems very like their own narrative of who people are. So even if you try to speak up and say the truth, then you're just going to they're just going to come up with something else. With
0: that. well it's just not as interesting right because that's yeah. what those publications are about is about creating interesting things out of nothing and yeah. to james's mm-hmm. point which is really and like we mentioned up at the top is i think maybe we uh, uh, yeah i don't know like you always leave it being like i think i could have done without that you know mm-hmm. i wish i didn't know all of this um Because ultimately, and I'll just get to the end of it, is is like, you know, people obviously, if you want to learn more, go check it out. But yeah, we just we get to the, you know, this movie getting shown and there's just so much bad taste and there's so much publicity about the um, about these relationships in this cast. Because and I'll just say to just one last thing is like Florence Pugh was noted as being like very removed from the press um and promoting this movie she did very few interviews um hey she's filming dune
1: part two baby she's busy but i will she she
0: said that she couldn't be there to film or she couldn't be there to promote the movie at the venice film festival because she was doing dune 2 but then create an instagram story where she was in venice the same Uh time that the film festival Uh was happening and then it was just like a big fuck you to Olivia Wilde. So you're yeah. just again, left with like, what the hell was going on? <laughs> I mean,
1: if- this is okay. This is where I start commentating on to And when I was watching the movie, I was just trying to like, imagine the dynamic that she was going through. And yes, I'm like pontificating and I'm like commentating on shit that I don't know. Don't under- fully understand. I understand that. And this is all, I'll just tack a asterisk allegedly at the end of this, but whatever. I just, I just think that like, it would be hard as an actor to sit there and be so like sexually charged in a scene multiple times throughout the production of the movie and then know that, yeah, just like the person behind the camera that's directing you is also sexually involved with the person that you're, you're currently trying to act with. That's got to create a dynamic that that is just frustrating as an actor. Mm -hmm. And she's just such hot shit right now that she's doing so much other stuff that I'm sure Mm -hmm. it's just like, man, like I don't have time for this shit. Like I got to, Get, I got to like get ready for all these other projects that I'm working on and try to get it, get the, get it while it's good, you know, and get it while it's I'm, I'm uh, uh, a hot commodity. Yeah. yeah. For sure. and, 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 and I'm, and it make and she's a very exciting actress for me. Like I'm, I'm just so excited mm-hmm. for her career and I'm down. Like totally. if there's one of those people that like, if she's in it, then I'm it makes me that much more interested. So I could just imagine yeah. not wanting to put up with this bullshit and not wanting to even speak on exactly. it. Exactly. And then I, yeah. And then on to go even a step further, which is you know even out of line for me, whatever is like, I think she was going through a breakup with Zach Braff. I think too. I think they were going through a separation. I could be wrong. I yeah. think I think they yeah. are. You know, and and so you gotta you gotta feel for her a little bit. Then it's just it's uh all this personal life stuff. It's it's difficult. I can only imagine. And, COVID. A, and fucking Covid, and this is a three-year-long production with allison jones must be so pissed with how the casting must have gone in this movie she's like come on i'm usually so good about this um on the final note if you guys don't mind and want to indulge me uh car and i did already watch this earlier today but this is olivia wilde giving her side of the story brandon if you'd care to watch it
0: yes please please, please okay
1: yeah. Uh, I will share the screen with with I've seen some of
0: this and it just seems so incredibly
1: disingenuous, but Mm -hmm. I I enjoy how Colbert gives her second chances and and also tries to pursue it and doesn't doesn't like Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm going to give you every chance to be clear about this, you know. All right, Mm -hmm. here we go uh sorry it's uh still muted uh one more but I,
0: you know what i don't want to i don't want to nag on olivia wilde too much because again it's amazing that uh that she's getting the projects that she's doing she's made the point that you know uh there's not a lot of women that are in her position to make movies like this and that's unfortunate and like I, this movie again, like I've said up at the top has a lot of things directorially that are like, I really do enjoy. So yeah, I, I mean, don't know. another person,
1: if, if she's going to be directing a movie, I'm, I would like to watch it as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, it's almost like, I feel like the media is like, spoiling my brain where i'm like oh she seems like a huge bitch and maybe mm-hmm. she is but like maybe you know that, what? That, that could be that's the not that's not for me to decide so you know what?
2: exactly like yeah. you ju- we just have to stay neutral in all of this because it's mm. like we don't really know these people and exactly well, that's I, know, I feel important. like i'm like leaning towards like wanting to think she's a bitch too but it's like i don't really have any reason to think that other than all this stuff coming out that exactly I don't know. It's just like,
1: well, that's for she sure. Said, she said, that's the narrative that they're presenting. So yeah. you guys are not wrong in, in thinking like that's what they want you to think. And that's the easiest narrative to pursue mm-hmm. as a gossip journalist or whatever. So um, she's, uh, and, like, she's even, also
2: there. even just like, I I was trying not to think like this, but because I kind of knew a little bit about the the drama, like, and people saying that she's a certain way I was trying not to let that affect me watching the movie too, mm-hmm. because I wanted to think like, "Oh wow, she's being like really annoying," or "She's being kind of like, you know, bitch." I hate that I'm keeps I keep saying that, but like, and then A jerk. I jerk.
0: You can instead of I, saying yeah. it, you can say "jerk." Yeah,
2: for sure. A jerk, Perfect and hands. I just it's like it, I didn't. I don't know if I actually really thought that, or if it was just because of all the stuff I've been hearing. And, and it's like she was fine. She was fine in the movie. I don't know why I would let those things get into like would influence
0: me you know but. yeah no no totally it's that yeah it's that sickness where you just you because it's hard like and we're in such a weird political climate as well like and you can mm-hmm. kind of attribute it there because so much of people's political opinions are influenced by what they see on the internet and then it just mm-hmm. informs them on having these opinions that aren't necessar- Like. It's just tough, and the point that I would make here, and why I bring up politics, is like some of it's based in fact. Like she could be a huge jerk, you know, and we, we're being detailed situations where she is a jerk, but it's hard to know for certain. And to the, your point is, is like it's, I, it's, it's better to remain neutral because you just haven't had an experience, a personal yeah. experience with her, so. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah it's just it's it's uh, once you're aware of some of these factors like, oh, I'm aware of who Olivia Wilde is. Oh, I'm aware of who Jason Sudeikis is. Oh, Florence Pugh is in that Midsummer movie. Yeah, like her. It's just like all these different parties involved. And then you're kind of mm. and then like this new movie coming out with like a a, a good cast and everything. And then you just kind of like. It's hard not to get sucked in sometimes, but, you know, sometimes you're just, yeah, you're aware of this stuff. And Kara set off the beginning of this. And I think I'm, you know, on her side where it's just like, yeah, I was aware of some of this stuff going into it. But as far as influencing how I feel about the movie, I don't think it really did anything to that. Same with when we watched Haywire. But yeah, like uh, thinking in some of those scenes, I was just imagining in my mind what it must be like to be Florence Pugh in that situation and and have to put on this dynamite performance that she did under the circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, yeah, I'll, I'll play this little Olivia Wilde. Just We've spoken so much, so I just figured maybe it would be good to hear her side of the story. Yeah, a bit, right? perfect.
5: Yeah. Well, um, after working for three years on something like yeah. this, um, it, it m- must be particularly frustrating to have people talking about a lot of things that aren't the film itself. Oh, are they? Really? <laughs> you haven't heard? <sighs> No, uh, there have been a lot of talk. These are the things that, um, uh, the reports of feuds, people analyzing body language, (laughs) private messages being released, narratives and counter narratives. Olivia Wilde, is there anything or nothing in that list you would like to clear up?
4: Well, you know, it's kind of, it's interesting. The whole experience has sort of changed my way of thinking about the internet and how uh, we choose to interact with it or not. Uh But really, it's kind of ironic because all of this is really what the film's about. The film is about the narratives we are fed and whether we choose Mm. to accept them Mm -hmm. or question their sources. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you said, there were private messages that were released without context to try to... uh, Make a situation look like something that it wasn't i mm-hmm. uh early on in the me. process of making the film as the director i tried to mediate a, a you know a situation between people to try to see if they could work together happily mm-hmm. once it became clear that it was not a tenable working relationship i was given an ultimatum i chose my actress which i'm very happy i did at the time was i Bum that we weren't able to make it work? Sure. Did information about him come to light later that made me confident we made the right decision? Absolutely. Um, So
5: just to be clear here, did you fire Shia LaBeouf?
4: We had to replace Shia. He is a fantastic actor, but it wasn't going to work. And, you know, when when he gave me the ultimatum, of, you know, him or Florence, I, I chose Florence, and that was him feeling he was stepping away and me feeling like we were moving on without him.
5: So are you saying, just to be clear here, because yeah, this is yeah. what people are parsing, okay? Yes, yes and please, And I am a tribune Clarity. of the people yes. to parse this. Yes, So are you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, yes. that he wouldn't do the movie in the way that you wanted him to and therefore he had to go so he can say he quit and you fired him and both of you can think you're right
4: it's a question of semantics no no, but but but
5: honest to god is is that it like absolutely it has to be this way And he said i can't do that i'm leaving and you said well then you're fired
4: he said well then that's great you go and we shall move on and and it was that you know it wasn't going to move forward in the way that he wanted it to and and so he had to leave, it, you know.
5: So who controls creep- the narrative of that story? Is it the star who gets to say they left or the director who gets to say you're fired? Because that's a big struggle on movie sets. Who's in control, the star the or the director? Happens, Olivia Wilde, I ask you. It
4: happens all the time. I think you know, like every production, there's so many people who are in, who are out in the in the period of time leading up to any production. There's so many people who are in for a period and out for a period, and and it's all a matter of you know resolving conflict. And anyone who's ever dealt with conflict knows that there are levels to it before there's a conclusion. Mm-hmm. And in this case everyone in the end ended up with what they wanted. He mm-hmm. didn't want to be a part of the production we were making in the way I like to make productions. Mm-hmm. And so he moved on. We moved on and replaced him and ended up with a cast that I'm so proud of in a movie that I'm really thrilled about.
5: We have to take a quick break. And
1: there we go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just thought that was yeah. worth, um, was you worth know, yeah. hearing, hearing her kind of speak to it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so that being said, uh shall we move on to the movie itself? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um, can we take just one quick break uh and then we'll get into it? Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. Uh but ladies and gentlemen, we have Come Christian man. Rubino here. Uh he's he's joined us.
0: <laughs> former former guest was on episodes including rent and yeah, he's uh, a paranormal pa- activity. Paranormal activity,
1: yes. yes, very recently, past, present. And future guests, Christian yes. Rubino, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you have not yeah. not seen. Don't worry, darling. You join us for like for a drink. It's like we're at a bar talking about a movie, oh, and, yeah. and we and we see an old old friend just roll up, and yeah. he's like, "What are you guys talking about? Oh, this movie." He's, I
4: actually have crashes podcast.
1: Do you yeah. know? Do you, do you know about it? Are you like? Oh, we just went through all of the drama. We've we've been here for for a little while now and we just talked about all the drama surrounding it are you aware of all that I, yeah. stuff
3: uh i did what did i comment on the drama you did uh, i don't know yeah. did
2: you You came I in on the did. drama that's true yeah, did.
1: what am i talking about okay well so we're all up to speed then yeah that's absolutely good. so so
0: this segment right now you're popping in it's like we're at the bar so what are you drinking christian tell us again what, what how does it taste what are, Ooh, what are you drinking
3: what are you um, drinking? i'm drinking a door Dor doorly's uh 12 year barbados rum barbados is, is a funky it's it's not as funky as the jamaican rums it's a uh-huh. dark rum mm. it's That's uh it's smooth color. it's 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 smooth it's light it doesn't have like it has a kick but it's not a strong kick it's a sipper cool. You can mix it like with all rum, but it's it's a good sipper. I, I like it.
1: What's your favorite thing to mix uh, rum with these days?
3: That's a great that's a great add-in. Um, you gotta you gotta have lime. Um, Got lime it. is a must. Yeah. Lime. Um. Uh, pineapple the lime juice. And the coconut. Pineapple yeah. juice. Pineapple juice. Uh, coconut is good, but I would say pineapple and lime is a really good mix. You can't mess up with that. Yeah. and yeah rum is fantastic and then mixing different rums it's all great i have like i have a lot of rum thanks to Brian nice also <laughs> so, a past guest we need to get him back in here Ooh, have, look you at go that rum, you rums this is a a white age rum whoa that's pretty Probitus. you got a ton
0: of them look oh at that
3: I, I went ham and honestly, no, none of the bot- most of the bottles were around 20 to $30.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: And they're c- okay. good quality. And that's, a, that's a good thing about rum.
1: Yeah. Ton of so, flavor. Usually go to flavor. like uh like a, your local liquor liquor store. Or, so uh, your local uh, I go to rum t- store.
3: Total wine is where I go mostly. Okay. Um, but they don't have all of the kinds of rum. You have to go to like a specific kind of liquor store for the unique rums. Mm. so uh, there's this one in costa mesa that i go to that has like any rum you can think of like this uh Nissan. it's a martinique rum you you can't get this anywhere you either get it shipped or you You have to go to like a specific uh,
1: square big bottle yeah (laughs) Yeah.
3: all those bottles are so vastly different from
1: each other i love it
0: Uh, (laughs) it looks like a pirate bottle yes that's what you want
3: this one is the this one was a a good buy. I had to so get it at that Costa Mesa model. liquor store. Um, this was used in the first mai tai ever created. Whoa! Yeah, this liquor, this liquor, this specific rum.
0: What's your favorite tiki drink?
3: Uh, I'm a I'm a mai tai guy. I'm mai not tai gonna guy. lie.
0: <laughs> mai tai guy.
3: Mai tai. Guy. I love, I'm a mai tai guy.
0: <laughs> what for everybody else as well? Favorite <laughs> it, tiki drinks
1: it's it's my favorite one yeah i'm not well versed enough i i know brandini has has turned turned me on to the painkiller so that's the only other one mm. like i feel like i that's know mine. but yeah. i mean yeah it's like it's just on my my tie for me I, I just don't know enough of the other ones I when i go to tiki bars it's always fun when they have their own custom thing that they yeah. have some fun like mm. name attached to that's like their own special uh yeah flavor variation on something
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know that many like uh, like tropical cocktails, but I I do like a pina colada. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's classic. It's pretty classic. Classic. I
0: just got turned on to uh, Miami vices. I honestly have no idea about Miami vices.
3: They're a thing. Yeah.
0: Do you guys, uh,
1: James McCar, do you know Miami vice? I do not.
2: Um, Not the drink. Nope.
1: It oh, is Cara's unique. a huge fan of the TV show. <laughs> huge
0: fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice. The drink, I, not so much. <laughs> TV show, absolutely.
2: <laughs> Don't it's, uh,
0: uh, it, it is a mixture, like a almost like a swirl, if you will, of pina colada and strawberry daiquiri.
2: Ooh, I think I'd be into
1: that. It sounds like a a lava flow. I used to get lava flow, Virgin lava flows, when I was a child, which essentially Ooh. was kind of like a. Strawberry daiquiri, pina colada mix,
3: absolutely delicious. Yes, lava flows are great.
1: Yeah, there's this restaurant called Roy's. I would get the the virgin lava flow with the butter fish. And there's this fish. Guys, that I just
2: feel like we're like on an move. island right now, just oh, <laughs> <course>. like can <laughs> we just laying go on a vacation together? Sunshine, yeah, yeah. Let's just do that.
0: It's nice. Like it's a it, it's a little bit of a solace from today's weather. I don't know about you guys, but it is rainy oh. and dark outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so feeling the island vibes is a yeah. Welcome you respite. know, if it
1: was up to me, I'd, like, stick these things in my eyes that, like, per- like uh,
0: yes. uh, transported you to another place. Yeah, yeah. like, put, like, a message. Spoilers?
1: Oh, yeah, sorry, Christian. Uh, this is, uh. We're going to spoil it. For we're getting into. a He's don't worry, darling. Uh, uh, go ahead. Spoiler alert. Spoiler okay, alert. before you- we do that, would you care to try to guess what it is? Yes. <laughs> yes or what this movie is about
0: okay if you yeah just based on the title don't worry darling it's directed by olivia wilde stars florence Pugh, harry styles chris pine
3: directed by olivia wilde directed by olivia wilde she's in it too but yeah sorry so many
2: implications
3: um don't worry darling i saw harry styles in there he was wearing old style clothing i'm thinking (sighs) Old Harry Styles uh,
1: clothing, uh-huh.
3: Yeah, well, like old... S- styles of styling. Yeah. So I mean, I'm thinking it's potentially... This is a shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. It, it's... it's really In totally the end, fine. at least, it's from the future, and these people put on, like... Yes. From what you told me, they put on, like, oh, goggles that go it. back into the past. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> I
2: <laughs> fucked it up! I, don't, like- I mean, he's, he's not... Technically, right. No,
3: <laughs>
1: okay,
0: I, right. Yeah, it, no, I know. And then what happens? He, living, space, not living a, in their own room.
3: realities, essentially.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. All why? Right. Why do they do this? Yeah, I think that's also my question. But you answer it first.
3: <laughs> because they, they, I mean, it's called "Don't Worry, Darling." So it's it's almost like a "Don't worry about these things." Let's escape into another world where we don't have to have these worries, which. I've seen in a lot of other, you know, very like like Inception, but not like the core of Inception. You know how they have those other people Mm -hmm. that just live in their dreams because they hate real world kind of thing.
0: God, bringing up Inception is kind of a bad idea because that's such a better execution of what you're. Just no. What this movie. what this
1: what this made me think of was uh, even like at the beginning, I was trying to guess. You know, you're trying to guess like what it is, and I kind of already like because it's a mystery. All we, yeah, it's 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 baiting you the whole the whole time, and you should and run through the plot real quick. Uh, me, myself, and and I
0: yeah run through the plot oh run through the plot okay so let's let's get into it let's get
1: into it i mean you start with this uh they're they're having a a drunk party like a little uh soiree cocktail cocktail party It seems like in the 50s and palm springs early Uh, 60s yeah like yeah totally yes early 60s thank you mid to early 60s yeah thank you um yes and uh palm springs happened in place to be happened in place to be at the time um and you can you just kind of get put into that world. Uh, and then what happens in a series of almost like vignettes is Florence Pugh coming to terms with what she sees to not really be uh perfect, perfect or even real at some times. Or she's starting to question her, re- mm-hmm. at least her reality and mm-hmm. what's presented to her and why things are the way they are. Um uh, and this is kind of spawned by herself and also a neighbor of hers that it seems to be going through a similar sort of thing. Uh, and it is a world in which, uh, yeah, very much so, like, yeah, like early 60s, like kind of 50s ideals of uh, gender and heteronormative sort of ideals in terms of uh, nuclear how, family, nuclear very- family sort of thing, and mm-hmm. um men go to work at this you know strange mountain with a oh, with a at building on top the same
0: exact time too at which is at the same uh, time it's visually and- very Fun to see in the movie. The way that it's shot is that you know there's all of these ticky tacky boxes in this community called Victory, um because it very much is Palm Springs, but it's called Victory. And mm-hmm. there, there's a shot where all of the men in their cars are pulling out of their driveways at the same time to then go to work. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like
2: just it, hands, like the beginning of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: that's a great show with The mountain too. Yeah. yeah. Truman Mm -hmm. show. Very Truman show. Yeah. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. this is like a a lot of movies. This is utopia, especially at the beginning of like, but you can tell that this is not even yourself as the audience, they're telling you that this isn't fully real. There's something off. There's something different that you don't know. They all leave at the same time. This is weird. Um, and all the wives are sitting there waiting for him. And then one of the coolest shots of the movie is them all driving to the mountain. You see it in the trailer, all these kind of, yeah, early 60s, kind of every car is a different color. Very Edward Scissorhands. That's a great point, Kara. And they all just drive to this uh, this mountain. The women don't know. Yeah, I love that. Because I just watched that movie recently. Um, I'm, yeah. Yes. But no, uh, no. yeah, no, they, the men don't tell uh, anybody what happens when they go to work. There is uh, an, an elusive... A uh, figure that you only hear his voice on the radio that seems to be some sort of you can in your mind like is it some sort of cult leader some sort of guy that's uh broadcasting messages out to the people that's behind all of this um, it's a
0: very intriguing thought because it is a mystery for the better part of the first half of the movie because we are just assuming that we're in in actually in this you know in the early 60s Mm, this is a very stereotypical um we've seen this and you know if you've watched old movies from this time you get a sense of like this is how families were and we're watching people that are collectively like you also get this weird sense that of um the manhattan project like all of these men are involved in some military program so that's what that's why it fits well with the like The 60s stuff is that it has that air about it like, oh, they're all going they're living in the desert in this community that, again, that we've never heard of. So that's a a little bit of a dead giveaway about like this not being totally in reality is that there's this place called Victory, but the movie does well enough to like um, lead you to believe that. This community totally existed. It's a bunch of people who are potentially working on some type of military defense system. And this is their life. And it gives you a really strong Mm -hmm. slice of life about what the women are up to while the men go away, because that is Uh. something that... continues to be a mystery is that the men just leave and they don't tell their wives about what they do. Mm -hmm. And there's conversations of speculation about what are the boys doing all day? You know, there's that line in the movie and they, none of the women really know. Mm -hmm. And so, but that is a comment on relationships and family dynamics of that time. And it really tries to, and it's successful in certain ways of Putting on display a archaic family structure and how weird it is and how off putting. Yeah,
1: it, it seems like alien. Yeah, it seems it seems like strange, strange and and strange. it wouldn't work now. And and the messaging and, and right. the messaging of it is kind of obtuse to understand. Of like, what are they really trying to do here? Like, what what is mm-hmm. the point of it all? And like, what is he really? He seems so passionate in what he's saying, but is so vague in general what he's saying on on this radio. Uh, What is what is the the ideal of what everyone wants, especially when it's so uh, like shaded in in vagaries and and, and everything like that, Uh, which is a
0: strong comment on where Olivia Wilde's coming from as the director that she is assuming that this is the ideal, like in her mind, this is the ideal situation, which is very interesting because that can vary dramatically by person to person and especially depending on their age because i think a part that plays into this is the age that olivia wilde is in and there's just been such a strong emphasis especially you hear so much in the rhetoric that in politics as well because there's such a strong perspective of a uh, older generation and what they care about in politics and you just get a real strong sense of like dynamics and So this is what people think are the ideal, which is well, not just people,
1: but you find by the end, it is about the male gaze. It's it's about Mm. what men at you know of a certain type and the modern age. You find out later is what they think is what was the perfect time in American history, i.e., very. I hate, it's very MAGA it's very MAGA like it's yes. very like make America like back to what this this is when it was like perfect and that was not like fully explored with the twist but the type of like guy that Harry Styles was in the brief shots that you saw him in like the the Alex Jones sort of fucking podcast almost that he seemed like he was listening to yeah. but the uh-huh. conspiratorial sort of shit was like this is what this type of person would be. Th- and even there's shit like, you know, I, I don't know, like her calling Jordan, Jordan Olivia Wilde the, the, the real thing. person calling Jordan, Jordan P- Peterson, like the incel King or something and him crying on Pierce Morgan. All, all I don't know. It's like all of the, all of this, the sinew okay. of the media and everything that contributes to this. I, I won't, I won't go backwards and, and all of that, but uh, that, that I think was what it was driving home. And my, I was questioning by the end of the movie, it was like, did they drive that home and forward enough or not enough? And that's what I was trying to have a hard time with of like, could they have been more clear with that? Or they or was that a satisfying Shyamalan sort of twist that came at the end that was satisfying and entertaining? Um, I don't know. Some of the some of the reviews will read. It seems like people are upset with how the twist was handled.
2: Just so weird too. like, I'm still processing it because, you know, in um, Harry Styles's eyes in in the reality, like not in the Matrix, but like in the reality, he thinks he's doing this for his wife. Like he thinks he's helping her because she always seems Mm -hmm. so exhausted from like working all the time. And like this was his way to be like, I will work for us. Like I will make give us a better life like you can rest. And it's so totally I, it's hard to. Oh, yes, Carl. I mean, it's it's fucked up because he thinks he's doing it for her, but we all know that you know he's imprisoning her. You know, mm-hmm.
0: she has no agency and she makes such she a no point agency. of saying this. This is like this isn't my life, and I mm-hmm. just it, it really I yeah, it was something that it's weird because I also agree with James, and I was thinking about coming to this podcast about saying like is this movie good? Like, is this movie successful in what it's trying to say? And there's a part of me that just wants to say like, no. And it's like yeah. kind of what is James is getting at is, is it like they don't get into the world enough or do they not get into maybe the other relationships stronger? Like there, there's like a weirdly glaring shallowness or, like it not sticking the landing and being effective and saying what it wants to it say. It definitely at could
2: times. have
1: gone further.
2: Yeah. Right. I felt like the, the twist just happened so quickly. Like I just kind of mm. wanted more of that. Like I wanted a little bit more backstory on all of that, but then it would have been a longer movie, but still it's just like, I felt like everything happened so quickly towards
3: the what, end. What the twi- Sorry. What was the twist?
1: Uh so so Harry Styles uh y- you find out at the end um this world that she is in is actually a virtual almost reality. virtual reality type thing situation that's been put on her by Kind of, kind of like a deadbeat husband. So okay, so it's actually the modern world. This is this is how I related it too. It was like this was very much like a village twist for me, and I'm like I'm Mm -hmm. a pretty big fan of the Village by M. Night Shyamalan. But early on in the movie, I'm like, it is not this time in in space in 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 space right now. It is actually modern times, and this is something. And I was like, that was the first twist I called, and the second twist was like, those children are not real, and whatever, those children are not real. But. No, it's actually the modern time. Uh, Florence Pugh is a doctor that works like very strenuous, long shifts. She's uh, a surgeon. Like yeah, like a surgeon. She like you don't see much of it, but when the twist does happen, you find out she she was at least working a thirty hour shift as a as a surgeon. Comes home. This is where you see the transition from who Harry Styles was in the uh, this fake utopia. To who he is in the modern world in real life is kind of this deadbeat husband that has like long hair. They try to they try their absolute best <laughs> his to his ugly up Harry like Styles <laughs> and make him look ugly. And uh, get that. You, they grease Stop. They give him like the greasiest hair, glasses, some facial hair. He uh, like propositions her for uh, sex when she's trying. She wants to take a shower. She comes home for 30 hour shift. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't get the hot water fix she's like well i guess i'm gonna go to bed because i'm fucking tired and he's like i want to dance and make love and she's like i want to go to sleep i have to wake up in six hours for another shift um so his response to that is i'm going to follow up with this weird podcast thing you don't you really don't get much this is the thing is like the twist much. happens mm-hmm. at, at the end of Very like a two-hour movie in like 15 minutes or something is when all of this is like revealed like a really long black mirror episode yeah uh, or twilight zone um but he is keeping her clockwork orange style. Her eyes are ripped open on a bed uh, with like these prongs. And he's like dripping water on her like eyes and mouth to keep her like satiated while she's in this vegetative state. So she, he can transport her to this VR utopia world where it's the 50s and Palm Palm Springs where everyone's like swinging, swinging. Or, sorry, I keep saying 50s, but like early 60s. Um, you know, and that's where like the platonic perfect American dream ideal in these people's mind or whatever podcast he's listening to is where they all like log into VR chat style. Uh, very real. And Chris Pine is like the guy that's behind it all. But then, yeah, all the husbands signed up for this. They all like lock their wives into there um and then they go to, and then when they go to the mountain every day they actually just log back into the the real world, real world. they're like that's the matrix and then they go back yeah. to the real world at the beginning of every day they live out I, their lives in the real world and then they like so they come like, back at night and so, so do they in their dream that's the it's now these questions start to arise where i'm like so at night time
0: stuff i really don't like about the movie where they're it's like so nice at nighttime they're just it? like awake Sucks. the whole
1: time or, or whatever like yeah. living out like so they never sleep this their so like dream wives,
3: essentially.
0: I I don't understand why they went the route of if you're like drugging your wife to do this instead of it being at least that's somewhat mutual. I could understand her then like rebelling against it and being like, you know what, this reality this isn't reality. My reality is over here, like in the actual real world. And we should really focus on making that work. And that's where I have agency. And that's where I have power. And I want to get my power back. But it's so weird that it's just understood that everybody in their cul-de-sac is men who drugged their wife to then like, tie them up in a bed and have them just be like, on like a life support system almost. Cause like the men going off to work is them. Like James said, going back into reality to like work in their real jobs, apparently because they have to make some semblance of money. Then they have to like clean their wives up, uh, clean themselves up and do like all of these things to get them back into this world. And it's just insane to me to th- that there's so much like, hostaging that's there because i get that it clearly communicates up again this movie tries to tackle a bunch of different concepts and i don't think it does any of them. like it does maybe very few of them well but it's so weird to think about that so they're a hostage okay so yes thematically you're like well she's a hostage in this reality and that kind of goes with the themes of the movie but it's It is so insane that she's actually a hostage being held against her will on a bed by her boyfriend. Like that, it's too intense. There needs to be something about like them mutually going to a clinic and being like, okay, we're trying to help our relationship out or something like that. Because it's also another thing of like him being subscribing to Jordan Peterson, like type rhetoric or whatever is like a more incel where. I don't think he would even, he wouldn't even be in a relationship if he thinks that I'm like, he's capable of doing those things. It just, it all seems so like you're putting things out there and it's not all working very well
1: for me. The landing landing is extremely slipshod, if if I can say, (laughs) if I can use that word.
2: I think (laughs) I I, I like the whole hostage thing. Like, I think it's really interesting and I would have loved to explore that more because like, like I said, I think really that like. I think that the husbands really think that they're doing the service to their wife. Like, I don't don't think they think what they're doing is wrong. Like, I think they really think like, okay, I will work. You can live in this fantasy land. Like he even says like, Oh, like I have to leave. It sucks that I have to leave this land and you get to stay here all day. And like, I do it for you and you get to enjoy all this stuff and I have to go to work. And then like, I hate that I have to leave this. So he thinks that's like, Like it's like a gift, like this is a gift that you get to stay Mm -hmm. here all day. And so it's this weird fucked up thing of like he they like think that they're doing this for their wives. Like it's out of love.
3: They're doing it for themselves.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And but that's Mm -hmm. the gaslighting part of it, too, that that Mm -hmm. they start to believe the, the lie themselves, too.
0: Mm-hmm. and that's where the title of the movie is really like m- makes a lasting impression on me because this movie like we mentioned at the top is about gaslighting and it's him going Is so so much of the plot of the movie because it's it's really relatively simple like she's she ends up figuring out that this world is um not what it seems and um and yeah and and conflict comes out of that but yeah like so many people in this movie are telling her to, Oh, it's, it's okay. No, you're fine. Oh, you want to be here. Like you're, you're, you're in a perfect, like he's doing, your husband's doing so well, you know, you look so great, you know, everything's going well and yeah, you're, don't worry about it. Don't worry. And
1: and there's just some characters that I feel like it could have been explored a little bit more. Oh, peace out, Christian. Thanks so so much for joining us, man. Have a good one. Bye. Um, yeah, we're like you. Certain things I just that just brought up more curiosities in a movie where it's like it's filled with vignettes of Florence Pugh going through it um, for reasons that are because of her neighbor and kind of because of her own and how it started as a little convoluted. Um, but by you, by the time you get to the end, I thought Olivia Wilde's character kind of landed somewhat nicely. Of like, I don't really need to know much about. Why? What happened with her children or anything? I, I I like the fact that that is a little mysterious. Someone I did wanted to did want to know a little bit more about was, uh, Gemma Chan. Where? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. She. What is her? What is her next move? Like what What's is her, her deal? What is She gonna? Because I was like, it's my turn or whatever. Like, is that like a? Because in that moment I was really feeling like a Jelaine Maxwell sort of situation where she right. was like, she's like implicit in all of this, she's not going to change yeah. anything, mm-hmm. but she I'm wants like, the power now and she's going to do exactly what he was doing, but she just wants to subsume that same position. Yeah. And that's the, that's the feeling that I got at the dinner table of her walking out of like, this is perf This is perfection. And I, and I want to rule this kingdom is kind of what I got out of her. And that's a character oh that I would have liked to get a little bit more out of. And yeah, the, I think I don't know i the all this conversation is impossible to have without talking about the twist, and yeah. I don't know so there's something about where that that tells me that like so it, it it is good that it starts a conversation movies should start a conversation, but some of these things should have been explored a little bit more in the movie, I think is what we're all kind of kind of arriving at right now
0: yeah, I just I'm left with like a situation of a twist you know centric movie if you will um where i think i would have enjoyed this where the twist didn't exist and there was her her trying to flee from the relationship in the 60s and and um chris pine was a cult leader of sorts and he wasn't a i can't like again he's The creator of the multiverse so in reality he must be like a fucking nerd or whatever right or something
1: i know what what are him and Gemma chan up to where they're like both and olivia wilde too where she knows what's going on and nick kroll and her are like both she has agency she knows what's going on and she is complicit in, in 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 everything so yeah what What's the story there? That's that one. I'm okay. Being curious about, I guess the Gemma Chan one was like, I want a little bit more. I like, course, I like an ending where I'm, where I'm like, Oh, I like to think about that and wonder, I don't need to be told everything, but, um, I
2: think I would have enjoyed more of like Harry Styles's backstory. Like, okay. you know, like yeah, sure. just more of like, like what made you lead? Like what made you like, just like, I know they like had little snippets of like their relationship in the real world but like i would have loved to like see like his reaction to things or like why he started like feeling like he needed to explore this victory matrix like i just i wish i would have had just more context about that
1: like or or even just, more, yeah like things leading up to it even if it didn't all come yeah. at the end you can you can have those things strewn throughout that aren't just visual clues that come un unimpeded like or just on uh there's there's no clue or any lead up to some of those things that she experiences in terms of like the women dancing or all the eyeball stuff or all the visual imagery which it does look really cool but I the love, uh,
0: oh my god their the, outfits holy shit Every and i, I really I the, like the oh god these people look great i was making notes like man wow look god chris pine cuts a good figure oh like he's god. got that he's got that that shirt that's got like you know it's it's a line of color here and then it's another color and it's like kind of boxy but a little short and it, oh just great
1: shit and that that was one of my favorite parts about all the you know the then premiering the film at whatever festival is seeing what chris pine wore because mm-hmm. i thought yeah. it just i don't know what what would you call that that fit that chris pine has that maybe in not only in the movie but out on the press tour, do you guys would you would you ascribe like a, a term uh-huh. to like his what that mm-hmm. is? It's yeah, like uh, it's I, like vacation chic. I don't, I don't know, it's, or like cultist, it's cultist different. leader chic.
0: So, I've been seeing a lot of it because of press for uh, Bullet Train with um, Brad Pitt, <laughs> and he's been dressing a lot similar. There's just this style for men of their age clothing that is that harkens back to the time that it's in honestly like it's you know it it has a little bit of sensibility there where it is something that is has a casual element to it but it's like a collared shirt with short sleeves you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like that's that being something that has formulated as a style for men is that Men want to have an air about them that is professional, and you know you could you could take it to certain situations, but it just wears on you with a with a fun and looseness to it. That's why
2: Tommy Bahama exists. um, I was I was just looking at photos, and it feels also what I really love about this is it feels kind of feminine too, like you know what I mean. It's a good mixture Mm. of like femininity and masculinity, where like
1: yeah i don't high know like kind of
2: um i don't know if you guys maybe i can pull it up later but like you know his hair oh. is high yeah low can you see this low like
5: Hannah, it's yeah,
2: feminine but it's also so masculine i don't Sweet know pleats. it feels
0: I, I loved on the press tour for this movie the stuff that he was doing yeah because he talked about how he doesn't have a normal cell phone. He has a flip phone and he reads like 25 books a year.
2: Uh, Chris still, Pine.
0: Chris Pine. And he's like oh, wow. actively disconnected from the internet. Like he despises it. And he, so he has like, he was forced to get a, he was taught one interview. He's like talking about, it. he was forced to get a phone. Cause he had to be able to like receive text messages or he's like i want a phone that doesn't have internet and he was yeah forced to have a phone with internet and he fucking hated <laughs> it and he put like immediately put a
1: like a might be lock, a,
0: like a lock on it where your phone turns off if you're on it for too long or whatever <laughs> and um it just is so funny to me that that's the type of guy that he is because um he's perfect for this movie you know because that's his character like you're mentioning james is that
1: yeah.
0: He's wonderful in this movie. He fits. Yeah. He's incredible.
1: Agreed. And Cara uh, was telling, saying earlier, yeah, he's really grown into his, his like face and like his, like you, mm-hmm. you were saying, Cara, like I know I'm speaking for you, but uh you were saying like he just was almost like too attractive before. Now he's kind of just like <laughs> a refined, kind of more like yeah. older man that, that I feel like he's, he's got a lot, a lot of promise in, in his uh like older years.
2: He, he looks like he's experienced life in a good way. Like not that he's like wrinkly or just old, but just that he he just seems he he looks mature. I guess that's what the word
1: is. Mm-hmm. There's this really
0: great, wonderful like mm-hmm. video or TikTok. I can't remember. They all start to blend together. Uh- <laughs> talking about this girl was on yeah it was TikTok and she was talking about uh being like thinking a guy is hot in like three dimensions and she used henry cavill as an example and then mm-hmm. she, so she first said that so henry cavill in superman is isn't hot because he's like too attractive too cut too like um boring I think is how she described it almost. And then she uh, talked about Henry Cavill as like when he talks about his interest, like he built his own PC, is into painting Warhammer figures. She's like, this is really attractive because not only is, is he, does obviously have a natural like good lookingness to about him, but he is not. He's not being presented like uh overly masculine. he's being presented as like he has interests that he's very passionate mm-hmm. about and considerate in, and you know those things are really attractive, and there's something like about a
2: human being. <laughs>
0: Like he's a human being and it's something to Chris Pine where like he came on the scene and you're like, here is like a stereotypical, attractive, leading man actor. And he seems so boring and so straightforward and like, oh, here it's almost like here's another hot person. Like, okay, yeah, they're going to have, you know, whatever they want, life, whatever. But then this performance is like He doesn't need to be the center of attention, but he definitely is. And he just has such a magnetism about him because he's like shows interest in small things. And he has. uh, Yeah. Again, like the the dress, the way he looks at people, things like that. It just um, isn't like so much. I want to fuck you. It's I want to get to know you
2: energy. But wouldn't wouldn't you say the same about like an attractive woman like. If you saw someone who you would just say, like, wow, this person is very attractive, and that's all you could see. And then you later found out, like, oh, she's, you know, she has like really cool interests. She's very intellectual. She, you know, has depth. Like, it's like that's way more attractive than just seeing like someone who's physically attractive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes that makes that reminds you about your shortcomings. You're like, man, I'm like, yeah, I just I like I I wish I was better looking or like, you know.
0: I think a good example of that I'm glad you asked that for me because I was thinking about that concept for me like you know because this movie is sexy like it has a lot of sex appeal to it so they're talking about attraction talking about what is sexy is I think is really relevant but like a good a good example for me is I think Florence Pugh is smoking hot and Olivia Wilde is conventionally good looking but she's not nearly as hot as Florence Pugh and that's because Florence Pugh looks like she. She doesn't look totally statuesque. She also is, has a lot of like interest Mm -hmm. in things that are beyond Olivia Wilde's presentation where it seems a little bit more performative. It seems uh, again. Yeah. Just like statuesque, like Olivia Wilde is an incredibly good looking person, but I don't know. There's something about the um, softer nature or the more. Um, down-to-earth nature that Florence Pugh brings on that is way more attractive.
1: You feel like you can be yourself. I, I was like the point I was trying to say earlier too, is just yeah, you feel like you don't have to put on a front or anything to try to impress somebody. You're like, oh, I feel comfortable around this person. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I I uh I think yeah, the the performances were not mostly the the issue here. We've we've spoken about it here, uh, you know, that that styles fellow. Um, we
0: haven't and, talked about Nick Kroll at all. do We want to talk about Nick Kroll. How do we feel about him?
1: I think he served his purpose very well, and I I, I liked him. Yeah. Uh, the most he had to do, I feel like, was in the opening scene of the movie, and mm. I think he mm. brought in the uh, like the obnoxious kind of audacity of some of the the cocktail parties of people just getting rip roaring drunk and um, having a good time in in like a Palm Springs sort of sort of around that time. I thought that portrayed it really well. And then by the end, uh, him being, he's just got a natural rat face. So yeah. him being like the reactions of the men in the cul-de-sac of when kind of got big eyes everything and started you know. to like go down. I thought that was some of these things. That's what's frustrating. I think this is frustrating for some of the people we're about to get into some of the reviews. It's frustrating yeah. to have some of these really promising, positive things, and maybe some of it being like the, the, the air being let out of the balloon a little bit on some of the, the things that they were supposed to drive home. Um, but in those moments, it, it's not overly explained about who these guys are. It doesn't go to each one of the guys and be like, this is this guy's story. This is this guy's story. How it tells that is their reactions and their acting. And Nick Kroll and the other kind of long, gangly, goofy dude. <laughs> a couple of them and how one, they yeah. reacted in that moment told me that they were like incel pricks that live mm-hmm. in like the modern age. Cause that one guy was like, uh, and, uh, no, it just can't happen. And he started to like completely change and like f- melt mm-hmm. and freak out. Like, a
2: they always look at their wife, like f- to see like how they're reacting, you mm. know, like even though like they're like charge in charge in this society, like you could t- in this world, you right. could still tell that they were like, looking to their wife to see how they would react or if they would wake up from the, the, the Mm -hmm, matrix or whatever. And um, Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's like something I was very fascinated and wanted more information on. Like, Mm. I just, I don't even know how to get into it, but like, I just wish we got to like, what were your thoughts on like Harry Styles's character in the third act? Like, who is this guy? Like, I know you said the incel thing, but like, like, Like I wanted to know who he. I wanted to know more about him.
0: That's interesting though, because I feel like I did too. Yeah, you got a sense of that though, because you've made the point that Harry Styles did this because he thought this was like the right thing and good thing to do, and I think that comes with being informed about his like sentiment and character and his position. I agree. I would have liked to got to know more about other people, maybe, but I don't know. Like I think there is some effectiveness. I guess is the point I would make because it seemed like you picked up on he wanted something better for their lives. So there was something there where he was like giving you
2: how he it 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 still confuses me and makes me question like because he's still. I see him as this like submissive guy who can't take charge of his life. Um, Mm. he's, you know, she comes home and she says like, Oh, is the water fixed? And he's like, Oh, I didn't do that. Like he's kind of a slacker type, like not really taking care of things. And
0: I got like a visceral reaction when that interaction happened, because I've seen this happen with like my father and then my friends. Um, Yeah when she comes home from work and immediately he's like, I'm starving. Yeah. I haven't eaten anything all day. I texted you. You didn't text me back. So I just didn't get anything. What the fuck? And then it was like on her that it's like, like that's the stuff where I, you know, I I
2: wanted to get more into that because I think, and I, you know, I just, I don't know how to bring this up in a way where it doesn't sound like I'm generalizing everyone, but I've talked to a lot of female friends who are in relationships that have that similar feeling of like, you know, yeah, maybe women are working more nowadays and like are more focused on their career. So then like things get left behind in relationships or, um, you know, just the focus is more on the career versus like the partner Mm -hmm. or the, the home and stuff like that. And, um, I don't, yeah, I mean, it, it's a hard thing to talk about because I don't want to generalize for all, like, I, I don't want to generalize like all men. And, no, that's or, fine. Like no, that, no, just give, give your, yeah, give your I, I, There was something that Olivia Wilde was trying to say that like, I totally yes. understand and I don't know how to say it in a way that like, put like, that makes it seem like men are like slackers nowadays if that makes any sense. Like I'm not, I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to say. It
0: it totally makes sense. So it's, it's a weird situation though. So I'll just pause at this though, is that he texted her about it and waited for her to get food. So there is, there is a, there is a a, a, like a a conditioning or training that's happening where he is he is assuming or interpreting things that she has said to him in a way that is wrong. And that, and I will definitely agree with that because I think what that situation called for is that he should have just fed himself when he couldn't get a hold of her, but it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, that's, it's inter- codependency.
1: Code yeah.
0: But it is interesting that instead of, like he, like, waits for her. So there is a, there is something that is happening there where there, It implies that there's been a situation where he has just not considered her and gotten food because he was hungry and then she got upset about it and now he doesn't do that. But then it starts coming off as passive aggressive because he's presenting it that way. So he is at fault in this and I don't want to place any like it's it stems from this. So that's partially to blame. But I'm just saying that it is an interesting dynamic to present on screen that I feel like really resonated with me because I think that. I've seen, uh, well, not, I think I've seen that happen in reality and it is, it, it is normal, but something that's not right. And something to be worked on. So it's like, how do you, you know, what is the, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird that, that it happens.
2: I took in that scene kind of differently where I thought like, oh, he's waiting for her to respond. So he like, didn't make, he didn't initiate getting dinner when it's like, she's busy at work. She can't respond. Like she's not on her phone. She's like literally in an emergency room. She doesn't have her phone on her. Like he could have just gotten dinner. You know, he could have just, and not only that, he could have gotten dinner for her too. And I think her fresh Florence's frustration is more that like, why didn't, why did you have to wait for me? Why didn't you get dinner? Because I didn't respond, you know, like you should have just went ahead and did it on your own Take and and know that like I I'm tired and maybe also have which then that becomes like that weird thing of like that's what men expected of women too so I don't know well, it's so, a, yeah,
1: that's where it becomes uh, right. it, it becomes yeah. codependent yeah. yeah where there's expectations yeah. of, of each other but I don't know where I, I, I walked away for a second from this conversation but even how he takes that into the matrix world where his f- fantasy is him fucking up at dinner 2d de- i don't know if you guys already talked about that but like mm-hmm. why like that's still his fantasy though is that like this is a world where anything can happen or maybe it's his own imagination where like he can't even imagine what it would be like to fake it, making a dinner but even in the fake world he can't make fucking dinner he can't mash a potato he doesn't even know to boil a potato first so I don't know. I guess that makes me question that the real the realism insane. of the of the VR world or, the, or or the Matrix or anything. But I that's one way to interpret it. But another way to interpret it is where he wants to be taken care of as well. Like yeah, like he Absolutely. he never wants yeah. to learn. He wants Absolutely. to he wants her to know that oh, I made this big grand gesture, this grand hollow fucking gesture. To do dinner, even though I made it fucking worse and made it more complicated for you that you're going to have to clean up this whole fucking mess because I'm smashing raw potatoes with a whiskey fuck with a whiskey bottle or whatever, like this, this, like fancy, fancy bottle or whatever. But he thinks he deserves credit for trying. Yep. And fucking up and making it worse. But he deserves the the credit.
2: It's the dynamic of like. He's a little boy, yeah, exactly. and he wants her to be mom and yeah, like take exactly. care of him. And exactly. I feel like Olivia Wilde is trying to make a point of like, yes, like these men want to be taken care of by their women or their, slash their mom, whatever. And um, you know, in in society nowadays, women are more like career driven or just like working more. So they don't really have time for their partners or like home life. And, you know, it's just a commentary on that too, of like men are feeling like, um, they're not getting that attention from their, their partners. They,
1: they, in like the same way that Olivia Wilde or Gemma Chan, however you want to interpret their situation where they bought into the system they like the system they want it to continue and that's where harry styles wants that system from that time period to continue and he's distorted it and morphed it into this new version where he's like i've done what they've done like what the classic chivalrous men of what whatever my my father's generation told me to be and i've done that for you And in in his mind, he believes it, too, because he he set her up in essentially that literal, like, perfect world in utopia, which was what the previous generation had told him was perfection.
0: So fascinating to think about. Right. Part of the saint. Yeah, no, totally. About like. But so Gemma Chan. Right. Gemma Chan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like. The. Being part of the same generation where there is a way to go about your relationship with anybody, not just your romantically involved one, but like a lot of things is that you look at it. I am building this up for it to be successful and I'm putting my work into the relationship for it to be successful. So for Gemma Chan, she is like my man is driven to create this world that is making people's lives better and i am going to do whatever it takes to support him and she understands her role and she thrives in it and and is very dominant like dominant in that role and then there's the florence perspective of where wanting like agency and wanting to do things the way that she thinks that they should be done because this should be a mutual, this should be a partnership. This is, we're all in this together. We're trying to, you know, like we, we shouldn't alienate somebody, which was really interesting the choice too of the actress because like really one of the only black actresses in this movie is immediately the one who was alienated and viewed as crazy. Like it's, it was fascinating to see that because like, I think it flies a little bit in the face of woke culture where it's too stereotypical, but that's, that she's the one that this, these things happen to. But I think this movie does it like presents itself well enough where I never really thought about that until after it, it wasn't until after I watched the movie where it's like, Oh really? So the, like, you know, that was the case. Like, the one minority was the one who was the problem immediately but i don't know like there's there's something about this where it is able to be successful at times and to present those ideas of being yeah like wanting agency presenting a dichotomy of like you either get in line or you don't and what is the right or wrong answer of that and there is a lot of ambiguity and maybe that's like it like resting on its laurels or like, I don't know, f- f- like being able to fall back on something because like, I would like it to be more successful in what it has to say, but it's able to at least like stick a lot of the landings. I don't know. I, I, again, I I went into this conversation. Like my big question is like, is this a good movie? Cause there are things that I do like about it, but then you're like, Oh, it just, it either presents too much and it doesn't like, fulfill any of that or it doesn't have a clear perspective on the things that it is talking about and so yeah I don't know I find myself like
1: I don't know being
0: on board with this movie and not on board with this movie
1: there are like a a good amount of disparate elements and one of which I I think even we haven't mentioned and I don't have to get too into but I I think there is a real like kind of me too sort of element to it as as well Mm -hmm. where and where there's there's somebody who is voicing their experience and what they're going through. And everybody is, is kind of telling them no. And like a very Rosemary's baby sort of way too. But like everyone is telling them to be grateful. I think that that part was, was upsetting to me where you are going through something and you are telling people that you're not okay. And they're not meeting you with empathy. They're telling you not only are you wrong, but You shouldn't be sad or mad. You should be happy and grateful Mm -hmm. is such a, yeah. I mean, I know we've Mm -hmm. talked gaslighting and everything too, but it's like, that's such, I, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I can only imagine some of those situations where someone's being casted and they're asked to do a certain favor and whatever situation they're in, you were, you were with a Chris pine or whatever, like how they treat Chris, Chris pine, yeah. I don't know if that was a Harvey Weinstein or something. It's like, oh, well that guy can get you places and you should be grateful to be in the same room as him and do whatever oh my, he what says because like, oh, you can, you can talk to him. Oh my God. Like, and and, and that, that kind of stuff just, yeah. And I'll leave it at that. But it, as far as like why, no, people, that's
0: a good point to bring up, man. I was like, honestly think, like
1: thinking of Chris it. Pine
0: is the villain of this movie. He is, he has indoctrinated the people in there to drug their wives and go into a virtual reality that he is the master of. Like, that is absolutely sadistic, but, but
1: it's not, it's not like 100% allegory for Me Too necessarily, and it's not 100% sort of ripoff of like another movie like Pleasantville or whatever Truman show or um, whatever it may be, which I'm going to, I know I'm going to, I'm going to talk about some reviews here soon where I think some of them do mention that, you know, it's, it's, it's not doing anything new that hasn't been done before. And while I do somewhat uh, agree with that, it's like, I think some of these themes never lose their weight in, in certain ways too. And the the misgivings and the and the shortcomings of this movie to me uh, are its inability to live in the modern age. And I want more movies and more artists and music, whatever, to embrace that in in every way. I think it's more so movies. I think that it's it's hard to to have that voice in a movie of a young a younger sort of ideal and, and an original take to have a bunch of people support that. You know, if you're an artist in in a musical way or, or some other way, you don't need as many people, but to have a bunch of people behind you to support an idea that's going to make some sort of modern uh sort of commentary, I don't know. It, it, it's something that is even a part of this movie. It's like, oh, we can't have anything new. We gotta go back to what was already great and perfect. And uh right. yeah, even like the new Batman movie. I like that they were like incels too. Anyways, um, are you guys down to move on to some, some reviews we we can, I know we've, this is, this is, I think this movie sparked discussion. That's what polarizing movies Absolutely. should do. Um, and so we're going to hear from some of these critics that gave it a 39%, a low 39%, not a critically favored movie. I honestly thought it would have been the other way around. This has been like, I don't know the, these movies that, that, uh, surprise me with, with some of these ratings. um, I'm going to start with where am I? Where am I? I don't even know where I am anymore. The Austin Chronicle from Kimberly Jones, thirty out of one hundred. She says, "A swing and a miss is too timid." A, a, a swing and a miss is too timid. A, a dismissal. It's sumptuously dressed. It's a sumptuously dressed table that ends in a wet fart.
0: Oh, yeah. It's yeah. I mean. You- this movie yeah. hangs its hat on a twist. So, you know, this is going to happen. This is what the reviews are going to be like.
1: If you're a critic and you're using the term wet fart, I do. You,
4: commen- do, you do?
1: I commend you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, do. I do, do commend I do. you. Because that's, if I were to become a critic, I hope and pray that I can still use the term wet fart <laughs> in my professional critical review. Of Don't Worry, Don't Worry, Darling, on the Austin Chronicle. Um, from ABC News, Peter Travers has transferred to ABC News from Rolling Stone, hey, I guess. Oh, wow, really? Wow. Uh, 35 out of 100. He says All the drama seems to have happened off camera for director Olivia Wilde and stars Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. What's on screen is a glossy, repetitive retread of the Stepford, Stepford Wives with a dash of The Truman Show and no discernible personality of its own.
0: That's not true at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter. Come on. Like those movies in particular had a different visual language to them than this movie. Like we didn't even talk about and I don't, this podcast is already running long, but this is trying to harken back to like a Michael Douglas era of movies where they're sexy thrillers like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's well, it. that's you, not, it. you'll like this no. one, Brandon, because it's from our, uh, our hero. Mr. David Sims from the Atlantic, a 35 oh out of 100. He did not like this movie. Uh, David says Wilde's film aims to be a feminist parable about how this idealized vision of the past is actually a curdled vision of coupledom. Abstractly. That's a robust, robust concept in execution. The movie's absurdity overpowers its message.
0: Damn. That's a good take.
1: well, he is entitled to his opinion and he, He's he has plenty of opinions that I agree and disagree with, but they are well said. He usually has well said opinions on that blank check podcast our our hero podcast uh, where we aspire to live up to the blank check name of Griffin and David. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, let's do Washington Post and then we'll move on to audience reviews. From Anne Hornaday, a movie that's a 37 out of Sorry. 100.
0: <laughs> Hornaday got me. I don't know. I don't, I'm a child.
1: <laughs> we're we're going long. We're in the, the moment where we're going to start just giggling for no reason. I think I think Kara is over it, but we'll 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 oh, continue.
2: I'm really into it. Yes. I'm really. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I was
0: going to say that I'm a child when it comes to that kind of humor, but I know how to make dinner. So just Ah. saying I'm not I want to I want to make a clear distinction that it is, again, absolutely fucking insane that Harry Styles thought you mash the potatoes (laughs) first. That's crazy. That's like you you have never like stepped into a kitchen in her <laughs> fucking life how
1: long did like it take that, for him to like realize that because there was so much going on in the kitchen and he was at it just it seemed like, like a long time he just, he's like
0: for some reason a raw potato mashing a raw potato is like tough like that's not an enjoyable experience because the like uh, boiling potato loosens it so you can mash it like a raw potato is like insanely fibrous and structural well you know like, what i always say
1: brandon <laughs> you boil them you mash them gotcha. and you stick them in you a stick stew. In a stew, po, <laughs> Harry's toes.
2: Harry Styles was singing a song about mashed potatoes too. I forget how it went, but he was, was doing it in the it sushi restaurant. No, it, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in the scene really? of Don't Worry
1: Darling. <laughs> <mean>, no. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, when he when he's singing and dancing, I mean, you can't go. I wrong. love the music in this movie. I just want to say that again. I agree. I'm a big fan. I mostly liked it. I don't know. There's something the about the soundtrack so- was cool too, where it was like,
0: eh, eh, I don't know. It yeah. had like a very weird synthy kind uh-huh. of a vibe to it. That was like, I don't know. Fucking sick.
2: Some I of was like it was like, like singing the song.
1: okay. I, I like, I, was, I like that. I was, yeah.
2: I was humming the song after the movie and I was like washing dishes and I was like humming it. And I was like, this is so weird.
1: <laughs> I like the humming. I like that motif. I liked all the old songs. Some of the choral stuff, I I don't know. It was like ha 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 la la la. la. I don't know. Some of that stuff was like there was already weird stuff happening. The vision, and then there was like, like let's add weird music on top of it. I was like, okay, oh, yeah. we we know it's weird, but so I'm are we to assume that maybe I'm being a stickler.
0: That in their <laughs> like bedroom, there's a, a like a camera that projects the. Uh, dancers, the black and white dancers. Well, this is how <laughs> I this is
1: how I imagine the podcast going down or like the Jordan Peterson part of like, okay, so you're going to where he's like asking me, it's like, so you're going to take care of your wife. You're going to put all the eye drops on her. Okay. And you're going to uh, give her water. You're going to massage her muscles. Okay. You agree to all this. Also, do you have some bed sheets that you can uh, p- put around the bed <laughs> in such a way that you can hang a projector above? I was waiting for that question to, to come right. up because he was going through all of it i was like it seems like it's very necessary all these visual
0: elements (laughs) (laughs) totally so insane i'm just i god i have such a fucking hard time with this whole kidnapping your wife and doing the whole bed
1: thing it's that makes me think it's like yeah those images are like subliminal or like brainwashy sort sort of thing where maybe he's been feeding like to her in her sleep already or some shit which would be cool to see um, but mm-hmm. yeah, why right. it couldn't be, just be a TV. It's gotta be a mosquito net with a projector. at yeah, you know, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, so the audience gave it a 74%. Let's hear from, uh, some of their five-star reviews. This was a audience favored movie, like a kind of like a, I don't know, like a trippy psychological thriller that the audience is like more than the. I'm
0: critics. excited that the audience like this and I'll go, I'll, I'll talk about it more, but like. Sexy thrillers are something we need more of. Yeah. I'm going to just boss that.
1: Sexy thrillers need to happen more often. Can I go a step further, Brandon, and say that there should be more movies where men go down on women?
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) please do. (laughs) Oh, Shantae.
2: She made that whole roast. Like, oh, you're upset so about perfectly- the roast. <laughs> oh, she's,
0: she's upset. I'm about- oh. kidding.
2: I'm kidding.
1: No, <laughs> I was. I was. I was, is- I was weeping oh for my- the 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 food as well. Like you know, have a nice meal and then
2: then you're too full after it, it <laughs>
0: oh my yeah because you're full on <laughs> pussy is what you're getting good lord, cara. <laughs> yeah grow up cara
2: <laughs> <laughs> no i was saying you're full after you have the roast to like oh. then oh yeah i'm sorry no. yeah, the other way around
1: the other way around, other guys way
2: around. Grow up.
1: <laughs> oh, oh damn no. it no, it, was it, was us. It, <laughs> it was us the whole time I uh, I sorry there's this podcast i've been listening to you should check it out
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i wrote down about oh this uh, this was my note oh interesting eating pussy in the late 50s seems like probably not
1: and that's his fantasy (laughs) that's what's so crazy about that i mean it's cool but it's like in his fantasy he's just like she creates the perfect meal and then he comes home and he's like I don't want any of that. You know what I want.
2: Yeah. He like wants to take charge. Like that's where it's like confusing. That's like, his he fantasy. Wants to yeah. Charge, but he also wants to please his wife. Mm. Like he's like, it's like his, his character is so complex. Like mm-hmm. I really wish like we got more deep into it because it's like, he wants to take charge, but he's also like wants to please his wife. So it's like.
0: Can I pause? at this though? Is like, It's sexy that he wants to take charge and do something like that. But like eating pussy is way more enjoyable than figuring out how to cook potatoes. And so what he's not doing is he's he's not learning how to do like these skills that are like really
1: it's more about it's about him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like appreciated and more like utility, like him Mm -hmm. actually being able to fix things or do things like It just, to me, it's something that I feel like happens to a lot of guys is where, you know, their mothers or whatever, like they just don't learn certain skills to take care of themselves. And they'll like, they'll make up for it in affection mainly, and then like attempts at trying stuff. And yeah, it's like really visceral that a lot of that stuff was included in the movie. And so I think like a part of me wants to say that that's effective, but it's just again like it's a little shallow or it i don't know like the way that the movie presents itself is we really move into the like the sexy time stuff with a little, very little friction and it's all just very easy going and it's like what is that saying about anything and it's uh, i don't know it just it's like a little bit there's times in this movie where it's more style than
1: substance
0: or I want more substance, you know, what, what, whatever you'll say. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That's, that's very fair. And um, yeah, it kind of just moves through those things in a, in a way that it, it, there's missed opportunities. I think, I think presented Mm -hmm. Um, from, from the audience side of things, I'll, I'll uh, give a, just a couple of reviews from Arveta Smith, a five-star review on Google. I loved it. I seen the preview in theaters and was like, that's good enough for me sold. And I was not disappointed. I'm truly surprised people didn't enjoy this. I would love to know what exactly they thought they were getting and didn't get. But nonetheless, but let me say, let me say for me, there hasn't been a movie mind betting like this for me since Shutter Island. And I think I still have questions on that movie. (laughs) Interesting, Beautifully done with making the viewer believe this is reality when truly what is that even? Right. Totally. Some choose to believe the lies, and some (laughs) other, some rather be lied to. And then there's Alice. Love the subliminals, love the perspective of life. And hey, maybe I'm thinking too deep, but this deserves its props. 10 out of 10. This just came to me writing Alice as in Alice in Wonderland. Mind blown.
0: I got to describe my articulations of subtext as. Uh what what was it? It was um mind blown with the oh say oh what was that middle part that you had? It was oh in this review? The, the, yeah, the particulars. What did they say? The oh subliminals. subliminals, love the, the subliminals. subliminals. Love the
1: subliminals, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love those subliminals. Oh, and oh, um, this subliminal. is the last thing they said. Oh, and Harry Styles, you couldn't tell me he hasn't been in the acting game for some years now. This is from uh Google Google reviewer. Arveta Smith a week ago, she wrote this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, from Julie Jarvis a week ago, five stars, a bunch of my friends and I went to see this movie and the ladies we, are coming out and we loved it.
2: Ladies. Is that what you said?
1: The ladies are coming out. Yeah, for That's sure.
2: What I, I, I'm curious to hear about the other reviews, but like, we all the critics like men. Oh, or the no? ones I
1: read, uh, I think predominantly. Yeah. There were the first mm-hmm. one I read, the lowest one was a woman, but yeah, oh, I think okay. they were pretty, we had Peter Travers known. and um,
2: David Sims. Yeah, I
1: read Kimberly Jones from Austin Chronicle, and there
2: was Anne Hornaday from Washington oh, Post. Got it. Okay, never mind. I was about to say, like maybe women liked him more. I don't know. I, once again, I don't I want to. I be
1: totally believe that though. Like, but these I, are the I, pe- yeah. Now we're getting into the people. There's critics and yeah, there's like I the people. Yeah,
2: you're, yeah. Continue. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Oh no, it's fine. Um. From Julie Jarvis, five stars. A bunch of my friends went and saw this movie and we loved it. Keeps you guessing with all the odd stuff going on and has a great ending. Don't let all the bros review bombing it stop you from seeing this. If you like a suspenseful mystery mystery that builds, this is the movie to go see and the casting is perfect. Even she's Mm -hmm. calling out the bros. Yeah. Okay. I I saw a lot (laughs) of uh, you, I went, like I did... Don't worry, darling. Behind the scenes on YouTube, and there was a lot of those classic like YouTube uh, review channels, just like, yeah, not liking this movie. It seemed like, yeah, um, from Lauren Lycan, five stars. Wow, this movie surprised me. I was hooked the entire time. I know this film has gotten a lot of flack, but I guess you either love it or you hate it. I (laughs) loved it, Lauren Lycan part vamp
0: for every time a user review was like either love it or you hate it yeah (laughs) just putting that out there like some people like things and
1: other people don't like things but like especially like brandon brandon how often do we read reviews only on this podcast am i right mm,
5: sure.
1: so the movies that we re- read reviews for are polarizing so a lot yeah. of these reviews are like let me address right. the other side of uh-huh. the fence here and that's what's so fascinating when we go through this process of calling. like <laughs> like the critics are like oh like the plebes may be into this but i'm a little more refined and then the audience mm-hmm. is like no, this is awesome. The critics can suck a dick, and then or yeah, like totally. vice versa, the critics are like, "Oh, this is this is too refined and fancy of an indie movie for audiences to like." So that's why we like audiences are like, "Nothing happened. It was boring. It was a stupid indie movie that that made no sense and didn't do anything for oh me." And that's kind of been like the dichotomy of of both sides. But it's interesting when they like tried to reach out to each other via exactly. reviews. Like, yeah, I know what you've read, but let me explain. Um, From Chicky Oliver. Mm. Five stars. I have literally went to the theater ten times to see this no. with my mom.
2: <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Your mom.
1: My new favorite movie. <laughs> that is movie. more shocking than the times that they went
0: and saw this movie. I could understand, honestly, somebody being obsessed with this and watching it ten times. But with your mom, this is such an uncomfortable movie to see with your mom i think because it's too sexy
2: right and let's yeah, get some kind of those moments relationship with your mom yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Chicky. you just talk about how hot chris pine is after what it, what's the conversation like after that like oh that chris pine oh my god he's so
2: hot i don't know <laughs> let's go to the harry, harry Styles, Styles concert too. yeah <laughs>
0: uh, harry Styles.
2: or maybe oh, they're oh. into florence <laughs> yeah hey yeah okay oh. <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely <laughs> i know i am or, or olivia wilde or I <laughs> olivia wilde. or, or uh, a <laughs> yeah or they're just like man shia would have been so much better
0: you know what's funny is the the um the next friend in line so we have florence Pugh, olivia wilde and then there's another girl and she's been in a fair amount of stuff she's like in don't uh sorry to bother you um, is, uh pregnant Yeah. Who's pregnant and drinking Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I like the, uh, really, I took very little notes because I was pretty enraptured by a lot of the stuff that was going on just for the sake of like, yeah, the Oh, I'll leave it for my review. But yeah, like that other girl that's in this is starting to crop up in a lot of stuff. And it's. it's
2: um Kate Berlant.
1: Berlant. Oh yeah. Berlant. Berlant. Yeah. 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 I always, I like when I see her, it's like one of those people that, now she has reached that sort of like, oh, it's her. It's that, it's mm-hmm. that person like where people You're will start to say, that. Actor. oh, it's her. Yeah. Oh, I like her. Yeah. Oh, there's you again. Yeah. Yeah. I love people like that. I don't know. Yeah. If I were, if I were to be an actor, that's the career I would want. I would want to be like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, I like oh, that my guy. God, please. Yes. Like, that's like oh. the perfect career for me. Um, I'll do my last audience review here from VV two weeks ago. Five stars. They say a great movie. Glad I took my teen to show her that these weak men do exist, and if they could, they would totally yes. do this to women. Right. Right. What do you think about that review, Kara?
2: Yeah. What I was trying—I'm not trying to go that extreme. But that's what I was trying to say, that like go, there's go these, there. like weak
1: men are scary, oh
2: not there. not, they're not weak, and they're I, I don't know what the right word is, but they're just like baby men mm-hmm. that yeah. like yeah. can't take care of real life shit and expect to be taken care of. And, you know, I think that, you know, with talking to some women in that are friends of mm-hmm. mine, it's like it seems. It's really like this common thing that we've talked about. So I don't know how to, I don't even know what, how to put it into words, but like I felt what Olivia Wilde was trying to say at the end Mm -hmm. of the movie. I, and that's why I wanted more context because it's like, I know this feeling and I feel like a lot of women that I've talked to know this feeling. Mm -hmm. So like, I just don't know how to put it into words. So it just like resonated But like, I don't know how to talk about it
0: because you're just commenting on the like, it's a male experience in life where some men are have mothers or parents, whatever that. um, Take care of those things for them or foster an attitude that they don't need to worry about that or they don't need to figure that out or it's not important to them and they focus on something else and it's just something that doesn't matter to them when You know you can make the argument that everybody should know certain things like or be capable of certain things as just like a human being and yeah it seems infantile or you feel or it seems like that person isn't i don't know like uh, like not uh not uh, not adept or um yeah and i think really it's like uh to development Mm -hmm. that
2: and and also just that like um you know, I've heard from like my friends dating where it's like you can tell to like and I don't know if this it's just my women friend, like projecting this onto the men. But like you can tell that sometimes they're like intimidated because, you know, they have like a good career or like they have. They're successful in their career and you can tell that these men tend to be intimidated and um, maybe. Yeah. Like, won't follow through with going on, like.
0: Because they'll be challenged. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they're like, I don't. Like they just feel like I
0: want somebody subservient, want somebody that's like more easily manipulated is another thing that I get a sense of from some women where they're Mm -hmm. going on these dates. And it's like I want somebody who maybe almost is less intelligent because it's less of a like a combative or an argument or a struggle to um, what I want. I, I don't want to be too like vindictive to my own. Uh, gender, exactly and again, it, it's or, like yeah. I don't want
2: to generalize so it's so hard to like right. put into words I'm not trying to say all men are like no this. definitely not yeah. it's because there's, the, yeah. mm-hmm. there's been certain common themes that I've had conversations with certain right. female friends about that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so it just I I right. I felt like I understood what all of you wild was trying to portray at the end and i wanted to dive more into that that right. was the only bummer of the movie to me
0: mm-hmm. um, i agree because what it, yeah because like what is the arc or the learning that harry styles goes through like next to nothing like to start to get into our reviews of stuff you know, what is his development? What does he end up making? Like there seems to be some realizations, but there never seems to be a growth that really happens. It's like, okay, so the movie is mainly based around losing control, and so that's like his his kind of thing is that he's controlling her to be in this world against her own will and to do the things that he thinks are right and the things that he wants her to do. And does he learn to not do that? No. Does he learn like, you know, so what, what, like, what is the change that happens for Harry Styles? There's nothing. This movie cuts off pretty quickly because, you know, in my, I'll I'll just say it in my opinion, like the, you know, this has an ending where you're like, oh fuck. Okay. Well shit, I guess we'll just leave. I'm all this movie's doing is positing a lot of ideas, but not following through on a fair amount of them. And yeah. I agree with
2: you, which could be good or bad. Like it definitely left me with like wanting more and I have a lot of questions. And so it could either be a good thing or a bad thing, but I know I'm thinking about it. So I, I think of it as like a good thing because Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still processing it and still thinking about it. And yeah, I think overall, I really, I really liked it.
1: Well, 20. let's uh let's get into yeah. the the final portion of this podcast. I know, yeah, again we've been we've been going long, but I feel like I, this has been a very very fun conversation and we've kind of gotten a lot of places and and I've enjoyed it. Um Kara, would you yeah. care to begin uh just a little uh final thought about the movie and then if you were to ascribe a numerical score score to uh the movie out of 0 to 100 if you could? If you had to, if we were forcing you to put a score to this movie, I know it's hard to judge something so, so uh, quantitatively, like there's times where like I will review a movie and then uh, weeks later, I'll, I'll uh, question, question it and have a different score. But um, anyways, do you want to start us off or uh, do you want one of us to start?
2: I kind of just said what I, said earlier about it left me wanting more and questioning it and thinking about it. So I feel like that's a good sign. Like I, I overall enjoyed it. The, the twist, um, happened so quickly and I was just more intrigued by what was happening in the real world. And I kind of wish we had more of that, but I, I understand that, you know, that would have just been a longer movie. But overall, I really, really liked it. And I am struggling between like wanting to give it a lower score because they didn't dive into like the real world stuff as much, but then overall as a whole piece, I'd say I'd give it an 80. 80. I, yeah, I oh. I liked it. It was enjoyable yeah. and kept me on my toes and, you know, all the costume and uh art department stuff was or production design was great and um
0: those houses and, were so sick.
2: Yeah, like I don't know. I I really yeah. enjoyed it and yeah. I would totally watch it again, like yeah, yeah. Maybe not like ten times, but mm-hmm. I yeah.
0: right. take your 10. mother to it or whatever.
2: Yeah. I feel like I could <laughs> take away so much more each time I watch it. Like there's so many themes going on in, like, I, I don't even feel like we, like, covered enough, like, or, like, no, yeah I all agree. of it. Like, yeah, I, I don't agree. think we no, would have had agree. the time
1: Totally, anyway. We could I, literally go for hours. Yeah, exactly. Sure so, like, we spent so much on I, the drama,
2: I know. I know. But, like, no, but even just talking about, like, the main theme of, like, you know, misogyny and all that stuff. But, um yeah, sure. and gaslighting, and there's yep. just so much. I, I think it's such a wonderful piece to even talk about. Like, I would love to like, it's kind of like one of those, uh, when you would have like a book club and you like read a book and then you like have a discussion yeah. in a group. It's like, I, I can yeah. see
0: this
2: is, such this, a mo- is. this is such a, I know what, it yeah, well, this movie right is here, such yeah. a good movie for that.
1: Uh-huh. It yes. really great.
2: is great for discussion and, um, yes. yeah, I really liked it. So I'd give it an 80.
1: Fuck yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. But- Brandini. It's up to you. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I overall en- enjoyed it. And my my gripes would would be this, the things we've been talking about this this whole time is um, some of those things I just wanted a little bit more of. In what way, shape, or form, I think it's difficult to describe as someone who's reviewing it without getting going too far into telling the person how they should make their art. Of like, oh, I want a little bit more of that guy, a little less of this, Mm, a little bit more of that, a little bit less of this. Um, But that's where I think it's so fascinating, fascinating, going through this process of talking with you guys, checking out some reviews and it helps form my opinion. Like I'm okay, like having my own opinion after the movie and then hearing from people looking at reviews and then having that affect me like I'm I'm okay being formed by other people's thoughts and and I have feel like I have I've been formed by your guys thoughts today in in my own way but also like some of it helped affirm what I already thought about it um which yeah the overall great performances and I still really like Harry Styles and I want to see what else he does it wasn't his strongest outing in this un- unfortunately for for a number of reasons but I I can tell he's a star and like he was he was amazing in Dunkirk and he was a little bit more of a kind of a jerk in, in that one. And, and I think he can portray that side, uh, and he, and he did kind of in this one. Um, I, I like that toying of the American ideal and dream, uh, in a movie. And I don't think it's played out. I, I, I think if anything, it could just be done in maybe a stronger sort of modern way. Um, and this movie touched on that. And that's where I, I give it a lot of credit and where i would almost say it could lean into some of that stuff a little bit more uh with with harry styles and and the in the big reveal at the end um but it it didn't and nothing took so much away from this movie that i didn't like it um there was drama around it sure but that never permeated the the movie itself i thought those things stayed separate um and that's kind of an amazing feat in itself for for it to have its own sort of way of being uh that it the outside forces didn't affect it and i feel the same way about like mr and mrs smith i mean christian brought up uh the brand Brangelina sort of situation i still love mr and mrs smith that that does add to it a little bit more but i digress um this was uh this was a like a very enjoyable like twilight zone black mirror uh sort of M. Night Shyamalan sorta of, sort of episode for me where the twist coming at the end, while we've all described our experiences with it and our and our qualms and everything, it didn't make it like that much more exciting, too, of like, oh my god, this is happening so fast, I can't even keep up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I gotta like just hang on for dear life as this all is like unraveling to me like uh very quickly. Uh so it's 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 hard to uh criticize so much that I don't understand in terms of editing and everything. And even something so much simple as like sound design in this movie. I thought I, I've, I had my own critical things to say about some of the score overall. I thought it was good, but the egg crackling, the meat, when you were like massaging the meat, like all of that stuff adds a surrealistic element to, to Mm -hmm. some of this, which the, the big chunk of the middle of this movie is her experiencing vignettes of losing her mind. And those things, unencumbered do come across as somewhat convoluted, but the stylistic choices that, that she decided to go with made it entertaining and fun to watch. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like right where Kara is. I'll, I'll give it a, uh, an 82, 82. I think nice. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I'm Shit. overall favorable for this movie. There was, there wasn't really a point where I was like, Oh, turn this yeah. off. Like I, there was never a point for that for, for me. And all of the discussion has been like, we want more of certain things. It hasn't been so much of less of certain of, of other things, but just like kind of yeah, just like a more of right. kind of just like an evening out. And then a little mm. bit of, uh, yeah, kind of Harry, Harry Styles, but like, I've not lost faith in him. And, uh, it kind of surprises me and, and blows my mind a little bit through a troubled production that such a product can come through. And that makes me excited for other Olivia Wilde uh, pictures as well.
2: Yeah. I just have to add to that. Like I had no expectation going into this. So neither. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. fully like, I think I had watched the trailer once, like a while back, but like, I really, I really no didn't what remember what it was going to be about. Yeah. And maybe that's why I was like pleasantly surprised because I didn't have any expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I no totally
0: that's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're gonna be ballpark uh buds on all of this oh, because yeah. I,
1: um
0: you know what I will say specifically that I liked about this movie is there's a lot of things that the camera does and a lot of POVs that are really wonderful. I really enjoyed how uh the scene where Florence is getting like um pressed against the uh, glass yeah. wall. Uh there's a lot of shots coming out of things. That is always really fun that I will always herald as like enjoyable filmmaking because, you know, especially in like really big budget movies or like, um, more standard movies, like for lack of a better term, you know, things that show up in theaters a lot is, um, the camera is so functional it's just put there so that you can clearly see what's happening but in really good movies the camera has a pov that is really interesting that you enjoy seeing um like you're entertained by where you are in the space and there's a lot of that in here so i will just yeah commend olivia wilde on her second outing i mean come on i just you know say what you will maybe she is a huge jerk but this is your second movie and you're doing the stuff in this movie. I mean, I'm really excited about what you're going to do in the future. So I'm with you, James, about that of, you know, when I hear that Olivia Wilde's doing another movie, like I'm, I'm on board now. I'm, I, I, I get a sense that there's going to be some really fun and interesting stuff. Camera wise. Uh, my shortcomings for this are really just when it, it like overall, there is a somewhat of a disingenuous, like attitude or presentation and the plot and dialogue and themes that it doesn't have a firm grasp on what it's really trying to say at times when when it's speaking about, you know, um, how people operate in society, how some perspectives exist in society and how those kind of clash and whatnot, because you know, there's a lot of characters in, not a lot. There's actually, you know, not too many, but uh, the characters that are in this movie don't, they're all they're doing is feeding into. Don't worry, darling, and gaslighting Florence Pugh, and they don't really have a good, like, or distinct and unique perspective on things that would have filled out this movie and provided a lot of color to the world that we're we've talked about wanting to see more of, which is this, Mm -hmm. you know, I get that a twist needs to happen and we need to like hold off on the reveal about the lives that exist outside of victory. But yeah, like Nick Kroll. um, uh, God. Yeah. There's like three other dudes in this movie. And, and also to the women in this as well. Like we never get a sense of like why, like, yes, there are moments where Olivia Wilde is doting on children. But it's really interesting to think about that those children's those children don't exist and she understands that and she's living in this world where you know she knows that reality like all of those things just make me think about how this movie in in a maybe more thoughtful or better uh, if it, In somewhat in better hands or you would have hunkered down and focused on some of those things because it would have provided such needed color to uh, the strong opinions that you have. And so, yeah, okay, that seems like I'm just now ragging on it. But again. This movie is enjoyable to watch by and large. I didn't really care for the twist and I'll dock at points for that and the things that I said, but I'm not going to give this a totally bad score. And and like I said at the top, we're ballpark buds. I'm going to give this a sexy score too. In in my mind, (laughs) that's a a stereotypical 169. But you know what? I I think a a sexy score for this is going to be a 77% for me.
1: Oh, okay. I was expecting that 69. Yeah, I was, not that. That <laughs> I was like, What's not?
0: yeah, it's like this. Uh, the, the the this you know, divert some of those uh, archaic ways of thinking about sex and whatnot. I'm gonna just update some sexiness to that seven seven.
1: Yeah, I mean, seven, 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 seven seven is
2: a sexy number. Yeah.
1: Bring it back. Bring it Bring back. Me. All right, back. we did it, guys. We fucking oh. did it. This mm-hmm. was quite the episode. We had a we oh, had a surprise th- guest that, that, that I did not plan for that movies like this was we haven't uh even talked w- about the movie. that was a joy but if i can just indulge you for like a little bit longer i want to play a little game oh shit! just okay. a little game just a little game it's a game called magnetize it's a game that is very different from polarizing movies it is a game where the scores are magnetizing it is a game where these movies have the same scores for both audience and critics side. And it is up to you guys to guess what that score is Mm -hmm. in a game called magnetized Kara, Would you like to play a little game? Brandon, would you like to play a little game? Okay. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Uh, It's going to be best two out of three. I'm going to get the game started with you, Kara, And I want you to guess what the score is is to this movie that is decided upon by audiences and critics alike on the same exact point numerically for Sleepless in Seattle, a movie that you and I have watched a movie Mm -hmm. that features America's male sweetheart. Yes.
2: I want to say 96
1: 96 favorable score seems high. Mm. But. We've got
0: high, no, I think, high. I think some people think it's a perfect movie. I think
1: mm. I, don't, I don't think
0: you're off. I don't think you're far off. I'm going to go 88
1: 88 wow. for Brandini. It is far from perfect for oh, wow, audiences and critics. They both give it a 75. Oh, man. I tricked you. I fucking tricked you. You guys thought it was going to be favored from all around. No, it is a 75. Uh, Brandon, you take the lead off the beginning of this very special game of Magnetize. This very special episode of Polarize. Brandon, I go to you now in this time. Okay. Of the magnetized game. What is Perfect. your score for their agreed upon numerical value of the movie, The Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh man. It's what, do the, oh, it's Gar- the, what do people think about Guardians? What do the critics better, think?
0: It's one of the better Marvel movies, and I think people appreciate it for that. I'm gonna go 82% because I don't think you can fly- I don't think you can go higher than the eighties on a Marvel
1: movie, honestly, but you know, I'm going to do 82. Okay. Got an 82 on the board. What say you, Cara? Are you 92. big 92? <laughs> oh, Okay. Cara, you want to hear something fucking crazy? You got it on the dot. Uh, you got it on the dot. You That's get amazing. two points. I want to say three points, yet? but I'll give you two points. Just wow. to give Brandon a, a fucking chance. Okay, okay. I yeah. cannot believe this is happening. Holy shit. This has happened numerous times in this game. I can't believe that people actually do that. It blows my mind every single time that they They get it on the dot. So we got a two to one game. Car is in the lead. Brandon, you either get it on the money or you okay. or you win and then it's tied and then I got to find another movie. Okay. So, to you, sir. What is the score? Oh, wait, is it? No, it's Takara now. I'm sorry. It's Kara's going to start us off. She, is, okay. she did just win after all. Yeah, yeah. What is the score? Two. Father of the Bride. Another movie that we have also watched together because it is one of mm-hmm. my favorites. <laughs> a, Steve, wow. a Steve Martin joint.
2: I think I'm going to have to do 86.
1: 86 for Kara. What say you, Brandon? Have you seen Father? It is a not, oh, Father.
0: (laughs) I I was going to go so high with it. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. Uh, Or am I second guessing it? Um, It's a
1: 71. It's a 71. God damn it, Brandon. You were so close because it's a 70. (laughs) You are so close. You just blew my mind again. If you just did one off, you would have gotten two points. But now we're tied. And now I got to find another fucking movie for us for us oh to do God. a three out of five situation. This is in, This is insane. This is insane. This I can't believe insane. you guys are doing this to me. What am I going to do with you guys? What am I going to do? All right. So for our tiebreaker, I have picked a movie that I think you both are at least, at the very least, aware of. And it is a movie that is called True Romance. Okay. A Tarantino yeah. script. A big deal. A Tony Scott yeah. directed movie. Big deal. Big deal. Chris Pine was in a Tony, the, Tony, the last Tony Scott movie, I believe. Unstoppable. About a train. A good mm. movie. That's how I connected <laughs> it. So... I think it goes to you, Brandon, because you just you just came out with that one. And I think chronologically, it just goes to you. What is the agreed upon score for True Romance? This could be like super
0: high. It's going to be a 91.
1: A 91 from Brandini. Kara, what say you? Do you know what you've, you've seen this movie, right?
2: Have you watched this movie? I'm just trying to remember. I'm just trying to think of like.
1: Christian Slater, your favorite actor?
2: Well, I know Slater, people like that people like it, but it's more culty. So I'm just trying to think of like.
0: That's the I, thing, right? Is that critics right? in a culty movie can yeah. either
1: love it or hate it if exactly. they love it. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I guess I'm just going to go with an 86.
1: An 80. Okay. Six from Kara. Brandon, you son of a bitch. You did it. <laughs> what was it? It's a 93. And Brandon oh did a 91. He's he really good at this game. Oh yeah. my God, I feel like God. I, picked, I picked the game that Brandon might need to go to the Olympics for. I think I'm going to start <laughs> the Olympics. All right. It was a great game of Magnetize. I appreciate you both so much. Yeah, I appreciate you, Cara. I am appreciate so sorry for you. this, appreciate but I'm going to use one more of my bathroom break cards to to walk away. And do that. While we're doing that, I want us to think about what our next movie is uh, that we're going to talk about in this podcast. Because I don't think we've talked about it, Brandon. Okay. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. We're back. Thank you so much for uh, sticking with us. Um, this is, again, the Polarized Podcast. The podcast for all your polarizing movie needs. Kara uh, has uh, vacated the premises. Uh, we, I just want to take this moment to thank her so much for uh, yes. giving us her time and uh, everything that she that she offered in the discussion is invaluable, especially with her being somebody who is actually on the set uh, as her her uh, as her work as her job to be on set and and do these things that we just talk about. So it, it's invaluable to have her have her with us and offer her perspective is is something that i cherish every every single time she she comes by what a great game of magnetized and now brandini we finally announce our next movie is the trip to italy it is yes. a polarizing movie all the way it is a certified fresh critically reviewed movie at 87% it is a rotten Audience reviewed movie at 57, a 30% gap, very sizable, very appropriate for our purposes. Uh, We cannot wait to discuss it next week. Um, In the meantime, if you want to reach us at any place, you can talk to us at PolarizedPod on Twitch.tv. We are currently streaming this live. You can join in in the discussion as we're having it. Um, Maybe even be a part of any of these recordings as they're happening too. you can also reach out to us at polarize at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at PolarizePod uh on twitter.com as well. Um it's been a true pleasure serving your ears this this uh evening of ours, Brandini. Been, uh, it's been a true pleasure sharing this podcast with you week after week. Yes thank you so much for uh abiding me as your co host. I I couldn't and ask me, uh, uh oh, thank you, my friend uh couldn't ask for for a, a better partner through this journey and uh anything else you want to add great brandini
0: and no 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 you gotta uh follow us uh rate review and subscribe always helps us out uh Please. let us know how we're doing um wonderful discussion
1: man wonderful yeah one of it's our best rejuvenated I, I'm, yeah I, I'm the discussion itself was like as in, as enjoyable if not more than than the movie and and this is why we do sure. it and hope you guys feel the same and we'll uh see you next week for uh, a little trip to Italy. Uh bye-bye. Bye-bye. rifter that. in the chat! <laughs> oh rifter's here
3: <laughs> Oh, dude have sh- you seen
1: don't worry darling
3: no sorry i thought you i thought i was watching the stream i didn't know i was joining in
1: oh you can yeah, be yeah. here if you want <laughs> but we're talking about uh don't worry darling that movie
3: none of
1: us really oh shoot